Broadcasting from an undisclosed location deep beneath glorious downtown Fairmont, the Expression Booth is proud to present Pop-Tarts Are Good For You with Shelby and Joshy. Are we recording now? We're recording we're, now. We're at uh, speed. I don't know. <laughs> if you want to... <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. The hell? He's holding a piece of garbage. No, I just thought that if we were going to, uh, if we were going to record an intro, I have something I could read that would be a great little, you know, or a a teaser, if you will. A teaser bit. A teaser. Just read read this. (laughs) My, My wife likes honeycomb. Uh, you know, like especially in a candy bar, and so, so if you when you go out and you, you see these things, and everyone knows what these things are, they're, they're like the you know when you're at the store and they're like the six seven dollar candy bar at the bottom of the rack. Yeah, that's what this is. It's, it's just it's just it's called I I don't know Chihuahua Chihuahua Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Um, you sounded this, like Austin Power. This is this is the my wife read this and then she's like you should read this. Uh, and then she had one question for me after she read it, and I'll pose that question after I read this to you. <clears throat> Crunchy bits of golden caramelized honey embrace deep, dark chocolate like secret lovers meeting on a warm... Cut! No, we have to cut <laughs> Crunchy bits of golden caramelized honey embrace deep, dark chocolate like secret lovers meeting on a warm summer night. Sweet and decadent, the honeycomb bar will charm you one nibble at a time. So she what? read that and she looked what at me and she was like, what kind of relationship does this man have with his chocolate? Because like, <laughs> you really wonder, you really, you read that, you're like, if you're just like, oh, this chocolate, you're eating the chocolate bar yeah. and you know, they have a package and who doesn't read the back of a package? So it has like a little, like it's a chocolate bar and it has a paragraph. A little blurb. I have to know what the, you're, you're actually putting a paragraph's worth of time into this? Like I have to know what it is. <laughs> and it's that, like that's kind of creepy. That's, that's that a little creepy. much. It's a little, it's a little like chocolate salty balls you know what i'm saying like chocolate salty it balls. should be called something a little more uh risque chihuahua? but like you know you're like what what is that but it's not it's just it's like well chi- i guess chi- it says chihuahua i guess chihuahua is the company but it's just it just says honeycomb that's it crafted with joy luscious organic honey caramelized into crisp bits enrobed in dark chocolate maybe uh, you shouldn't eat that it goes with the maker put in it what's on the ingredients it's crazy yeah it's, and it's it's i mean he gives see that's the thing at the end of the thing he gives it master chocolatier and it's written in like a cursive so you can it, it, to me it says chef michael antonari but it's just obscure enough that you can't really tell what this guy's name is you know is he in fact a master chocolatier and a chef, or is he just some guy who's like? <laughs> I get it. That's the thing. I'm reading this thing. I'm trying to be like at least semi-serious because it would be a good little teaser. You go up on the on the uh, Facebook or Spotify or whatever, and you're like, oh, a little one minute teaser for the next episode, and it's me reading like Chef from South Park this uh, chocolate that I touched before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before I came in here, and it's it's like it's too ridiculous to even get through, and it's like it what? So what? What is the intent there? Really, I mean that. <laughs> that's the thing. I didn't read this before we got it, and neither did she. She just like, oh, a honeycomb chocolate bar. I'll I'll, have to, I'll get that, and if, of course it was like seven dollars, you know. But so you don't read it, you just think a honeycomb, and I like honeycomb. Boom. And then, yeah, you read this thing and it's like, this guy is uh, a little too attached <laughs> to his chocolate bar. And I, I don't know, man. Every chocolate bar gets caressed under the, the, the sunset. Yeah. Uh, before it's packaged. <laughs> 
I, I don't know. I just I saw that and I'm like I have to I have to read that um, and at least get some get some insight because really what what do you do with that? I mean it I was good. It was okay. It was like a dark chocolate with little honeycomb bits. It wasn't that um, bad. You know. I don't think it was worth seven dollars. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, if this guy is a master chocolatier, he's not anywhere as good as Lint. That guy is a master he's, chocolatier. That's pretty good. It's a little a little less than the $7 chocolate bar. but 50 cents a truffle. But, you know, my, my wife wanted it, and so she got it, man. She gets her... Uh, she gets <laughs> just looking at it and it's not, it's not really doing anything. And I'm like, oh, it froze. And it's uh, if, if, as you watch... I'm, we're looking it's, at the... Uh, what do you call that? Water voices? Uh, what is that called? Uh, the, uh, uh, an EEG uh, or EKG? Something that has, you know, and it, when you're the program on the screen. That's how much I know about podcasting. Folks, we're looking at the program on the screen. and It's like wavy bars that look like our voice. I don't know what that's called. I'm a 38-year-old man. I have no idea. There's no word that comes to mind to describe what that is. I've uh, edited three of these, and I have no idea what it's called. No, I just... Um, Pop-tarts are good for you at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, let us know Email with that us. little, you know, it's uh, our voice in wavelength form. Wavelengths. Wavelengths? Uh, that might be okay. what it's called. A waveform. Waveform. It's called a Boom! Waveform. waveform. We uh, figured this out. It's, I didn't even have to Google. You don't have to go anywhere. No. Don't email us about that. We already yeah, know. Forget about it. Speaking of chocolate bars. <laughs> Speaking of chocolate bars, I don't know. Speaking of chocolate um, bars, this is for you, Amanda. So... Two weeks ago, um, I think my birthday was two weeks ago. Oh, the, yeah, the yeah, restaurant. I had oh. um, a birthday, and my mom surprised me with all the people I work with, all my friends. Yeah, and that it was fun. It was a joyous occasion. It was. It was at a. At, should we say where, where it was? We were at an, an undisclosed location. <laughs> we were at an undisclosed location, not the bunker, because we couldn't all fit in here. I mean, that no, would, all, I would. I would have made a cake. I would have, but we wouldn't have. The worked. size of this table. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have worked. We just all uh, bend over and eat. We went to a place here in town. It's new. Uh, it looks like they ripped off the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Honestly, we were in this room. They take you to this back room, and it's a back, like a meeting, I guess a meeting room, because there's, for some reason, <laughs> a flat screen TV <laughs> on the wall. But the big, long table, and uh, it looks like, you know, if you go over to a Cracker Barrel, mm-hmm. there's like Southern memorabilia. I don't know what you call it. Like, yeah. other, just junk, really. Old signage. hanging yeah, on the wall. Over signage, uh, you know, milk buckets, uh, just on the walls, you know, and this place has the same decor, right? So, and it's all through the restaurant, but in this back room, it goes up across one wall, part of another wall, and then just abruptly, there's nothing. There's just nothing there. Like, they just, they were like, all right, uh, good enough. We're done. Close it up. And then that's it. You just leave. And the, the they played this, uh, like, music from every genre as loud as humanly possible. I, I am fairly deaf in one ear. And it was so, I was, I couldn't hear people. I was trying to, I was talking to Stephanie for the most part, who is really cool. She seemed like that, you know, like when you go to a party and you don't know anybody and there's always like that really cool uh, couple who were just like there to, to kill time. And so they're like, oh, hey, how's it going? And they just tell you what's going on. And like, they just hang with you. You know, there's, they, they have no agenda. You know, she seemed like that kind of person. Yeah, she's like she was just one. there and just kind of like, hey, what's up? And uh, we just chatted a little bit. So that's pretty cool. And uh, it was work people that yeah, my wife people. didn't know. My wife came with me and uh, she didn't know anybody. So I'm trying to say, you know, this is. We were introduced to Yeah. You've heard me talk about this person. This is her. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, she well, it's knew, the first but, time I met her. Yeah. Um, she, you know, we 
she just, it's not like I don't, I don't want to say she doesn't like people or going out because she does. She likes people and she likes to go out. But it's you know not she together. we're we're <laughs> I don't know. It's like when you're when you're like a mar- I guess like a married adult in the world, like you tend to spend all your time either at work or with your partner. You yeah, know, just like either at home or whatever. That's true. So to go out and be like, oh, let's go meet other adults and be friends is an odd idea when you're in your like in your 30s because it's like i that part of me was in high school i met people i had friends uh i don't don't know i don't know how to do that now like it's like 20 years have passed how the how do you get to know people and be like hey will you be my friend like it's like that's kind of like what you want to do like hey we've been chatting do you want to be my friend you know and it's like you can't do that That, you sound like a rube if you do that but you want to be my friend so you know but yeah, she is uh, essentially was sitting next to me uh, in the mostly in the center, more across from your mom. You know? Yeah, yeah. And just kind of talking to, <laughs> and it was just people from work that just showed up after work. I mean, I don't. It really, I work with them this that, that afternoon, so it seemed like work is over. Let's all go to the party, and they all of them as, as a little group uh, came to the party, and that, that's fine. You know, that was great. I, yeah. I, but I didn't. But I'm at one end of the table, and Brandon eventually came in and sat. Uh, next to me, but then they're all at the other end of the table. So I'm I'm down at one end with Stephanie and the kids. So I I can't I, you know even I'm like hey you know I'm waving and stuff, but I and I can see them. I can't talk to anyone at the other end. I I don't have no idea what they're doing. Uh, my uh, sphere of influence kind of ended at my wife because she's right next to me, and I couldn't really go further because I can't couldn't hear. But it was really nice. I mean, it was, it, nice. It was nice. It was nice. It your, surprised your mom me. Seemed like a really nice uh, lady. Yeah, she is when she wants to be. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know, we we had uh, brunch with my, my my wife's birthday was Thursday this past Thursday, and her family, uh, her grandparents have COVID, so they couldn't come. So it was just her mom and her uncle, uh, and we watched uh, Beavis and Butthead, the the new oh uh, the reboot, you know, yeah, because um, they have a new episode every Thursday, and we've been watching. And as far I, and I'll say it again, as far as reboots go, of like taking an old thing and like, well, let's make a new season this is the most perfect reboot i've ever seen uh, really? it, it is it is absolutely like tone comedically tone you know the, uh the animation the music it's all it's the exact same like if you it, and, and it, you know it's 2022 if you need idiocy which we do we need to just dumb down a little bit yeah this is the perfect it, he took the perfect moment to bring this back but you know you see like all these shows that have like a new season now like will and grace and and uh, prison break i don't know weird shows that like you thought well these shows ended and for good reason because no one cares yeah, yeah it's it's over but like no what's will doing now he's working at a hardware <laughs> store i don't know like it's it no one cares but yet here it is and they're all older they're all much much older oh yeah and i don't know if that's people of our age saying like hey we have to we're not we're not licked yet we're not old let's re- not let's licked. recapture everything we used to know I don't know if it's that or if it's like people like younger than us saying, hey, old man, uh, I know what'll uh, get our ratings up. If we make shows for you old people again, let's bring back Will and Grace. You know, I don't know, but I don't watch that stuff because it's stupid. It's just yeah. it's a dumb idea. You know, I don't watch it either. And like, you know, uh, but I, how can you not at least look into we use a butthead? And it's just it's, you know, uh, like 20 minutes and it's two little vignettes. And they mm-hmm. instead of watching music videos, they watch like YouTube videos that, to make fun of, you know, and it's, that's oh. really cool. Yeah. But but they're just as funny as they're just old, old the older stuff, you know. Uh, so we watched Beavis and Butthead and that was about it for her. Why didn't we? We had a TV right there. We did. Oh, yeah. Oh my I don't, god! I don't know. Did they? Did they say any? They didn't say 
anything about they the didn't TV? offer the television. They should have. Yeah. You have to get in touch with that establishment. Well, after you said you told me the thing with the cake, you know, they yeah. wouldn't. Uh, her, I guess, her mom. Did your mom bring the My cake? My mom brought the cake, and it was it was uh, a very brightly colored uh, yellow and green cake, uh, which your Amanda loves yellow and green. I and, do too. And, and gray, those are her favorite colors. You know. Um, so I, I wondered, so I was like, yellow and green, because I thought, my first thought is Packers colors. Um, <laughs> I am not a Packers <laughs> No, me either. I don't know. <laughs> no, when we were kids, uh, my parents loved the Washington Redskins because we're from mm-hmm. the Baltimore area. And that was, that's like as close as you get is Washington, like as for a big team. So the Redskins were there, hands down. And my brother. <laughs> Wait a minute, not the Ravens. <laughs> no, no, well, this is before the Ravens. Oh, though. this was I mean, before. Yeah. Okay, I was like, I mean, Wait a minute. You yeah. said this, you no, know, after, after so long, the Ravens came along and Baltimore had a team, but that, okay. before that, it was just Washington. So, okay. like, you you were a, a Redskins fan. Yes. And um, for reasons unknown to me, and I think, I really do think it comes down to the fact that he just liked the colors. My brother decides as, as, a, as, a, as a child to be a fan of the the Packers, the Green Bay Packers. And because their, their colors are green and gold, essentially gold, but green and yellow. Green and yellow. And, like, he would, every game he he root for the pack knew knew nothing about the Packers <laughs> knew nothing about like sports statistics in any way he's just like a kid but I really I firmly believe it was just that, that, that like oh these colors look nice I will be on their side yeah and uh to this day probably he's still a fan he's I don't even know I don't know but so when I saw that I thought gr- Packers colors but I asked Stephanie I was like is that does she like the green and yellow is that her, her colors and she said yeah that's her favorite color because my wife was saying oh you know I love green and yellow too oh and I said, Amanda yeah, I we have so much in common yeah <laughs> you do we do she you know she's just like I guess nervous to know new people and uh, nervous to do things. Uh, I get I don't that. Know. And I guess, you know, she's, I mean, my wife is pregnant and uh, feeling uh, uncomfortable, uh, you know, yeah. in her skin, but also in situations being perceived as, do they think I'm fat or do they, because, you know, I would say not, not everyone knows that you're pregnant. And, you know, if you're in the, in a stage where she is now, where right. she's not necessarily showing, but not necessarily not showing, mm-hmm. you kind of have that perception of uh you know i gotta wear bigger clothes to to be comfortable and i would see where someone would be like oh hey look at the fat chick over there but no one if if anyone in that restaurant had that thought if any if even so much as one person had that thought no one said anything to me or her or anyone no we all that's the thing no one said i i highly doubt she's ever been said ever been told something like that no one says these things but she just has it you know well we all knew she, at the table she was pregnant. Yeah, I, I think so. We all. She gave me the best gift ever. First off, she gave me pizza stickers. Mm. She, you know, she has like boxes full of stickers so that yeah. when you sign a card, like a birthday yeah. card, you know, she brings out the stickers and puts, you know. So my wife loves stickers. And so when we were, I, I wanted like a, either like a donut card or like a pop. I, I didn't think I was going to find a pop tart card, which I didn't. was good. But I found a donut card and I thought a donut card would be good because I planned on Duncan gift card. Gift card you know, Thank so I thought that'll be, okay, you're, well, you're well. I thought that'll be good. That'll be nice. You know, have a, like a, just nothing too weird, but I, I found one that sounded like something I would say in a card. Yes. And I thought, well, this is fine. But she picked up these, she's like, can, can, can she get these stickers? Too? <laughs> I said, get these. Yeah, sure. Why not? And she's like, these are cool. These are really cool stickers. And I said, well, all right. And then she, of course she got you this symphony bar oh, and Amanda. she's, and she, she said something along the lines of everyone needs a you know a candy bar like this on their birthday and i said well you know you 
get it and we'll put it in the bag and you know i'm sure she'll like it because she at first she was like does she like nuts does she have an allergy and i said i don't i don't think so but, she's gay yeah. <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah she hates that yeah, joke um, um no yeah. no amanda <laughs> The Symphony Bar is amazing. I've I've never ate one. I've always wanted to buy one in the mm. store, but I, probably for the same reason that she has. You don't just buy yourself a Symphony yeah, Bar. Yeah, see, it's even in the package. It, I mean, it does it does look like a fancy thing that like yeah, you give it Christmas uh, or something. Yeah, yeah, a, a gift bar. It, it's a gift. Yeah, a gift it's bar. a gift bar. It was the best gift bar I've ever I've ever ate. I still have a little bit left. If Amanda, if you want to try a little piece, yeah, I'll bring it. But it's good. Bring it. Oh, it's good. So milk chocolate, milky chocolate. It melted in my mouth. Like silky. it's not like a, it's a silky chocolate, but it's not silky chocolate. <laughs> I'm gonna start sounding like that chocolate. That's what they call me in the nightclubs. Silky yeah. <laughs> <So good> chocolate. <laughs> they don't. They don't call me that. There's no nightclubs here. Silky chocolate with nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Silky chocolate with nuts is on his way. <laughs> with gonna, a He's going to play crunchy. the xylophone for you fine people. Oh. And there might be a little xylophone it's, in the I symphony mean, yeah. bar. <laughs> Maybe that's the... Uh, oh, no. I just lost it. It's not nougat. It's... Uh, Toffee. Toffee. Yeah. Toffee. Well, you bite into it. It's got almonds and peanuts... And then it's got the raisins. No, or I just said it. Toffee. Nougat, toffee, toffee, and then you have the toffee. Okay. Oh my god, I butchered that. I was, you know, <laughs> I always have. I always think like before we come in and record, like I'm playing everything through my head, and then by the time we get here, I've turned stupid. It, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I have uh, rough ideas of things I want to say, but then it's like we start talking, and uh, how do you, you know, I, I don't know. The point of that was Amanda. It, it was very good, was good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I really liked the Symphony Bar. Thank you for that and the pizza stickers and the Duncan. Yeah. Well, you should enjoy your birthday. You know, it, was, yeah. it was a fun time. I, I enjoyed the, my birthday. The dinner at any rate was fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nobody even had to get me anything. That's why I told my yeah. mom. I was like, why Why did you put requests on the invitation? <laughs> I'm like, that's so you creepy. Know, it, the, they were, it said, like, it just lifted... Lifted. <laughs> it just lifted your spirit. A little space. It just listed... Um, you know, gift cards. And Amanda was like, I don't understand. Does this mean that, the, the, is this what she wants or is this what is going to be at the party? It was kind of unclear, you know? And I, I just like, I don't, I don't know. I just, I assumed that, you know, hey, if I go with a Dunkin' car, everyone loves coffee. Yes. Uh, and if you're not, you're a communist. I mean, that's just how it is. Um, I drink. Whoa. Hey, those are expensive. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Sweet Jesus. Um, <laughs> she'll be smacking her mic around like a red-headed stepchild um she keeps hitting the mic that's yeah that was wrong that needs to be cut someone's gonna yell at me about that oh i thought you meant about me hitting oh, the no. microphone i was gonna get <laughs> does it make a thud like a th yeah. it does it does oh, okay. makes a thud i'm it's probably right oh okay there. That cool crazy little so kind of see a swiggly thing and little, it, must, it, it goes must, really hot that must be the thud <laughs> I mark it and label it the... Do you realize that we haven't heard anything? I mean, it's been very quiet. We haven't seen anyone. Everyone it's... left. There's no one in tech services. Oh. Um, our acquisitions. See, that's that's the joy of working at the library. <laughs> at 3 p.m., completely deserted. Like, everyone's like, hey, guys, it's 3 o'clock. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's <laughs> go. They just go. Yeah, I mean, the, the longest day I, I work is at 4 o'clock. 
on Saturday. I, although I am working a, a, an evening shift in September for some reason. I don't know. Till eight? Till six. Oh. I know. People are like, evening shifts? When you're like at 10 30? No, I'm leaving at 6 p.m., folks. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to be at work for about four hours, and at six o'clock, I'm going to go home. That's an evening shift to me. So um, I am a spoiled little man child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I work like two days this week and I guarantee you my wife's really she's going to be like oh you get to work two days this week must be hard being you and you know I well the, your pregnant wife is yeah. working a full time job she does my wife works a full time job and I uh, I get to sit on really even on the Saturday I get to sit on my butt and scan books one one at a time for inventory, which I've been I've been doing all week. If you ever go to your library, people, and you see that there's always got to be a guy like me, got to be. There's look, go to your library and look around, see find the guy who has some kind of tool in his hand and he's just scanning books or something or just like reading uh, barcodes one after the other for like hours on end. That's me. That's that's, that's what I do, and I honestly don't care. I that's it's a fine job. Other, I, I think other people don't want to do it, or they don't care to do it. It's very, it's tedious, and it, it is very, <laughs> it's very monotonous. If you do this for like six hours, it's very monotonous. <laughs> but I will do it, and um, I honestly don't. I have no gripes about it. So usually it falls to me to do it. So I, for all month I've been doing that. Every day I'll just come in and scan one at a time. Beep. Beep, I just scan them. One at a time, and this thou- I, folks, I'm talking like thousands upon thousands of items. I, I, you know, this does take, it takes over a month to do this every day, just scanning one thing at a time, one DVD at a time, over and over and over. That's all I do. Well, I mean, our jobs are a lot alike. You know, I drive like a 30,000 pound truck. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, um, uh, I, I scan the books and then I hop into the Zamboni behind the uh, around back and i just i <laughs> i smooth over the library ice rink um no. <laughs> i'm just talking gibberish no one's listening to me oh my God. there's no there's no reason people to listen, listen to this i'm people an idiot listen. i'm a fool <laughs> i'm a fool i'm not cutting this okay you don't have to this is gonna be do good. you do you That's I funny. Do me. um what i really like to get into uh honestly is um because we didn't cover it last time and i really wanted to and we kind of ran out of time but with but you have a puppy wedding Yes. that you attended. I have a puppy party. I want to talk about my party first because talk I feel like I feel party. like your puppy wedding, uh, there are things we need to talk about there. And There's uh, a lot wrapped up in the wedding. But for the puppy party, I mean, it's very simply, last last week, folks, if you remember, I talked about a, a relative of, of my wife's who I won't name. You gotta say it. Um, I gotta say her name? No, no, no. <laughs> the thing that she said about the names. That was my favorite part. Oh, her name. Her, she named her, her daughter Destiny, Destiny after the the, per, the the nurse saying it's her destiny to be here. Um, <laughs> you didn't she, say it right. <laughs> it's her destiny to be here. <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh, Destiny, that's a great." Name. And yeah, she's like, I, I, "I don't remember what she was going to name her." I mean, honestly, the the name that she had given was probably a very uh, traditional name. Come to think of it, but we were this is, this is when we announced, you know, and she was at the table and we went to Puffer Bellies and she said, uh, you know, her name was going to be whatever. And the nurse said, Oh, it's her destiny to be here. And I said, Oh, destiny, Michelle. And I was like, <laughs> What? I mean, seriously, I mean, folks, still to this day, that'll never, I will never understand that, really. I will never get uh, so much. It's like if she went to the hospital and every single doctor just walked up to every kid and said, Oh, hey, Dave, like, and there'd be no reason for that. Oh, hey, Dave. How's it going, Dave? And you'd just be like, oh, I should name my kid Dave because the doctor called him Dave on the day he was born. Like, no, the doctor just calls people Dave. Like, it's the same 
thinking, really, of going, uh, of saying, I want to name her Destiny because the nurse said so. She says it to everyone. I guarantee you, I don't know this nurse. I've never met her. I don't even know her name, but I guarantee you that, that she that she said that to at least five other people. I will I will put my paycheck on it. At least five other people. She was like, you know, it's her destiny to be <laughs> just like not even thinking about it. Just like, that's a good line. You know, I'm a nurse and I, I got a lot to do in my day, but that's a good line. And I'm going to give it to every mother I see. Like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? That's why there's so many Destiny. Exactly. Our security guards are Destiny. Her name is Destiny. That's true. I bet that was her you birth. find me another Wednesday, I tell you. I, I haven't. There are going to be, she's she's got her own TV show now, where yeah. she will. The Tim Burton is doing a, a Wednesday TV show with Jenna Ortega as Wednesday. And it looks pretty good. It looks yeah. really good, actually. It does look good. I saw an article uh, yesterday saying, like, the Wednesday trailer shows a young white male being castrated. Is this Okay. Like, cause you know, she, she empties a bag of piranhas into the swimming pool and you see, uh, you know, looks like That's all happening. indications of uh, the, the boy is getting his, his fun bits bitten off by a piranha. <laughs> fun bits. You know, that's what it looks like. We don't know. It says that you don't even know. Judging by the trailer, you can't make that assumption, but people are. And that was what the title was, the, the article was about. Some young white male is losing his bits. Uh, <laughs> losing his bits. So, and uh, she named did, her daughter Dusty. Did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the first episode of House of the dragon uh, 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 i mean it was so horrifying i'm not going to watch that show <gasps> honestly i watched the first episode oh. and i'm 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 a, a, a father to be and in this i'm, I'm, I'm going to spoil this for people and i don't care but in the show you know the king is waiting for his wife to give birth because he needs a son and you know there's complications and like the child is breached and there's nothing we can do mm-hmm. but what we, what we can do is cut her open and pull that baby out. And he's like, well, I'm going to get a son out of this, so go ahead and do it. And the whole time she's begging, no, no, she's screaming, no, don't do this. And he, they're just slicing her open, man. And to get the kid out, as a father to me, that was horrifying. Like, really, that that down in my soul, I had chills. Like, it scared me to see this unfold. And I'm like, I'm, I don't even care. It's just another bunch of people fighting for the throne, killing each other. It's it's Game of Thrones. But it's before Game of Thrones. So it's you the same concept, man. Well, yeah, and you understand how Daenerys became Daenerys. Yes. And my wife, you know, and my wife I guess to, to ease <laughs> the discomfort that I was I was feeling at that moment, she was like, you know, if this happens, you just go with your heart. And I'm like, what? Uh, you know, and I understand why she said it. It's well, fine, yeah. you know, but uh, that just like hurt me. So I like, oh my God. And I didn't even want to think about that. And so like, I was like, you know, once this episode ends, I'm okay not to, not to keep going any further. Uh, I feel like I'm the only person that that liked it. Stephanie was like, nah. Amanda will probably watch it, you know, so she likes it as well, far as I know. her and I need to discuss it. <laughs> if she likes it, it uh, nobody else around me likes that it. That sick though, that, that whole thing. I mean, but Game of Thrones just was that in general. It was just scenes of making yeah. you sick. Like I had a hard terrible. time getting through the helms. And yeah. Stuff. Um, when they when he uh, when Stannis has his daughter uh, burnt alive, oh I mean, my god! That, yeah, that I wanted to give up right there. I really did want to turn it off, but my wife had never seen Game of Thrones, and it was around that time. And I mm-hmm. thought, well, she seems really interested in it, and we'll just watch it from the beginning and catch up. So eventually, we did. We caught up, and I, I watched the rest of it. But I have no 
interest in, in watching more people get slaughtered for this throne. I mean, it's all it is. It's, is you know, true. what's going to happen in the first episode? Well, I bet you tension will arise <laughs> from, from there not being someone on the throne and then people will fight for it. And it surprise, is, surprise. There you go. It's sexually explicit. Yeah. It is. Oh, and they, and they really, I mean, are we really giving, we're giving everything away here. They really, from the, from, from the scene one, they really want you to know that this girl's a lesbian. I mean, they, they I mean, from scene one, Guess what, folks? She ain't gonna marry nobody, okay? Nobody. No penis is going anywhere near that woman. It's just not happening. Uh, which is fine. You know, if that's what they want to play, it's cool. But I'm just saying, like, from the first scene when she's, like, eyeing her uh, her maiden. Yes. You know, her, I guess, what would you, would you call her? I think it was her, oh, I can't remember what they called them. Yeah. But they bathed them. Yeah, her her maid, you know. she She's basically like, hey, uh, this is the one for me. And, uh, from <laughs> it's the, me from and the you, first baby. Scene, which is fine. That's great. I don't know. But it, whatever, I don't want to get into Game of Thrones. We don't need to talk about that. It has nothing to do with food. No, it doesn't have anything to do with food. Uh, this puppy party that I went to, you would think puppy party, you would think a lot of puppies. That's what I thought. I thought, you know, I know that her, she has a little, pu- not a puppy, but a year old. It's like a chocolate lab, so kind of big. But I thought, at least at the puppy party, you know, maybe he'll invite some of his puppy friends. Puppy pals. You know? Yeah, or people will bring their, their you know, people... Mm-hmm. We'll bring their puppies and be like, oh, we'll have a nice time. No, it was just him. That's fine. He's okay. It's great. Yeah, no. He's he's a beautiful, uh, sweet dog. So it was fine. But um, we go to this place. It's it's at their house. And uh, for anyone who has kids knows what I'm talking about when I when I say this here. But on the fridge, uh, you know how your kids will have like their handprints. Uh, in you know, and someone will draw like a stalk and some leaves, and it's like, oh, her, their handprints are flowers. Yes. Uh, you know, and you hang it on the fridge. You know, that was on the fridge, but it were it was puppy paws. Okay, that's how demented this woman is. This woman, she has children. I'm gonna I want to stop right here and say she has kids. They're older kids, so like in high school age. But she's like something something ha- something broke here because this dog. She like he goes to daycare. The amount of the amount of money spent on this dog <laughs> for whatever reason. Like he goes to daycare. Um, he had a puppy party. Uh, she puts he the does, stuff on the walls. He does. <laughs> he does puppy paints. He does puppy paints. Yeah, um, and you know everyone. Everyone got him toys and stuff. And presents, and she's like, "Oh, come open your presents!" And she goes sits down on the floor with him while he like digs around and stuff. And she's like, "Oh, here it is!" Like opening gifts with him. It was the most bizarre thing I I have seen in a while, man. Did he eat cake? He did. She made a cake. Well, well, everything had a weird, like, every, she made a bunch of foods, mm-hmm. uh, buffet style around his table, and they each had a little placard, and it was, it was, like, geared towards dogs, so it was, like, um, pup cakes, and just, like, cupcakes, you know, like, cupcakes? just a, a dog, it was, like, dog food, and it was, like, this, this, like, uh, almost like a cake batter mash type stuff, you know, so the, that thing, everything had a little, a little placard that said, like, a, a dog themed yeah, food because the, the dogs obviously pay attention going like oh pup cakes oh rough rough that's oh, funny um you thought of me yeah and and so um she had all this food and some of it was vegetarian which is good because i'm, I'm a, my wife and i and my mother-in-law are vegetarian so she had some vegetarian food there like some pasta salad that was really good and um you know, we're all we're all eating and everything, and we're petting the dog, and the, the dog's opening presents, and as all that happens, and I look over, I just happen to look over, and she's just throwing everything in the trash, like oh, like what? all the pasta out, all the food. Like at the end of the day, uh, she has some friends who are chatting with her, and those friends are saying, "Oh, we'll take that from you," you know. So they're like trying to get some of the food just to take home because she's just throwing it all away. So these people are desperately trying to be like, "Don't you don't have to throw that away? It's we'll a waste." It. Yeah, and so they're trying to take stuff, but take it. To the shelter. She's, she's mostly giving oh. them some food 
but it's throwing away almost everything. And I just happened to glance because if I had caught it, I would have said, hey, pasta salad, you know, I want to take all that stuff. But she just threw all the food away. Uh, the cupcakes. Uh, this is the thing. I make my own cake if I, if, if at all possible. This is. Um, I'm so excited. I, I, I always make my own cake from scratch. Uh, that way I can control the rise and the flavor and stuff. Because like, especially this guy, I made my, my wife for her birthday, uh, a banana cake with chocolate chips mm. and peanut butter buttercream. And, you know, when you get a like a banana, especially a banana flavor cake at like Walmart, you know, they have that kind of like that artificial banana flavoring. And it's like, it's a banana flavored cake. You can yeah. tell. So I wanted to give her like an actual banana flavored cake, like with bananas. So it has bananas in it, you know, so you can control the, the flavor. So I like to do that, you know. So she also, the cupcakes, you know, she, I don't know what school she went to, but supposedly she went to this cooking school, right? Oh, Amanda? So, no, the, her her relative. Oh, this relative that did the public. So whenever we go out uh, to a restaurant, she'll get food and she always like turns her nose up at it (laughs) and usually leaves the room like uh, like Cracker Barrel. She just flat out like she had a taste. Not good enough for me. Went into the store and hung out there while we all sat and ate our food. Oh, uh, every time. Without she not only doesn't like it, she's offended. She is a, a downright offended by everybody else's cooking, right? So her food is the best. I will tell you this, okay? The the cake was as dry as it gets. It was homemade. I'm not going to lie. It was homemade. And I can, you can tell that it's homemade by the way it rises. It's homemade cake. And her buttercream separated completely. It just oh. oozed right off the cake. Did she, and supposedly did she, she went to a it. cooking school. Did she maybe ice it hot? I don't, this doesn't seem like it. No? You know, it seemed like everything was all right, but the buttercream just completely separated and it just oozed off. The, not, not that that, not that that's a good reason to throw the cupcakes away. Well, no. They were still really, you know, I, I would have eaten at least a few of them, you know, taken a few of them. Yeah. Uh, my wife liked them. When, don't throw them in the trash. I could re-ice them or something. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> She threw all the food away. It was just a very uh, disturbing uh, course of events. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you something else here. That uh, this was on her table. Uh, I, I don't, I'll post this because no, who's gonna, how's this gonna get back to her? Yeah, but this and you can add your flair. Her, her house is like when you go into like uh, a furniture store. And they have it all like set up to look like a house, but it's clearly a furniture store. Oh you know what God. I'm saying? Like yes. it, it, it's a so prop. She had this thing sitting in the middle of her uh, <laughs> table, and it's it's a basket with different looking balls of like uh, like a like ornaments, like a, like, a, like ornaments. Yeah, like one of them looks like a ball of pencil shavings. One thing looks like a, like a, like a giant dyed blue peapod thing. They look like uh, rubber band balls. Look like rubber band balls, but they're like twigs and stuff. She has a whole a whole bowl of this crap just sitting right in front of me. And so for the longest time, I just stared at this bowl like, why would you have this? Is this, is this for someone? Does someone find this impressive? The like, puppy. It was, it was just absurdly weird. Like, you know, if you were a serial killer and you were like, I got to at least make it look like I'm human, right? Like, this is what you would put on your, your kitchen table. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Because you don't, it's like this humans like this. Yes. It's just weird. It's a weird thing to me to have this on your kitchen table to where everyone sits down and to have a meal. And it's like, you're going to stare at this bowl of like, yeah, twig balls. And one of them looks like uh, a big wooden pencil. I don't know. That was my puppy party experience. And it it was just so odd. That sounds Uh, odd. I mean, you had to sit around ball twigs and (laughs) eat cake that the ice separated. It was, it separated. was all right. You know, it was, it was honestly okay. How many people were there? Was there a lot of a people? Good, a good amount of people. It's like people from her work, like her work friends, or I don't even know. Yeah, like the only people that I, I actually knew, uh, of course, were, you know, my 
wife and mother-in-law, but her, you know, her grandparents were there. And then her, uh, so I knew her uncle cause he, you know, he's the other person in the room, but everyone else I had no idea. And it was a bunch of people. And I, I don't know if it's her relatives or they're not a lot of the little gatherings that she has. But she likes to have these uh, a big table with food, uh, the buffet style. It's always like Swedish meatballs and, and dip, you know, cheese dips and whatnot. It's that kind of um, yeah, funeral like, food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, dude, that was it. That's it. Boom. And then if you like put a little placard saying that, no, this is not dip. This is like dog puke, you know, and they're like, oh, it's for the puppy party. That's that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's the same food that she would only make for other things. I mean, there was no real, aside from the cupcakes, the cupcake yeah. that she had. The cupcakes kind of formed into a bone type thing laid out um, oh on a platter, you know. But Same they as all the wedding melted, cake. They all melted and, you know. <laughs> Ran off. Yeah, so it was, you had to eat them quick. Um, <laughs> you can, you know, and the thing about it is this, you know, I, I'm i not saying I'm the world's greatest baker or anything, but um, I can make a buttercream and it can set up. I mean, this you're, you're looking at this cake, at no point has the buttercream separated that and run onto the plate. It's just. I want to eat it. You, you, by all means. Hold on, let me open that. Do you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? That's cake. Beautiful cake. It's on a yellow plate. Yeah, there were, you know, yellow uh, forks and whatnot, but I didn't know. I, th- I thought we'd describe before here. She doesn't know. She doesn't know that, I, that I'm giving you this cake. Don't tell my wife. Don't tell me. Amanda, don't listen to Amanda, don't listen to any of this. Oh, my God. And there's <laughs> truffles. See, well, I, see, I, I, I wanted to, uh, days ago, I was, I wanted to make, with the cake, I always, I, I like to make a three-layer cake and a big vat of frosting. Because then when you get the, the layers, you can cut the top of the layer where it bulges. That way your layers are flat and the bulge, whatever you have left of the cake, you can mash up with whatever you have left of the icing and you make cake balls. And to me, it's why not, you know? So I, that's what I did. I cut I cut the layers and the, the layers to me were flat even. And I, I like a nice rounded flat cake. That's my personal uh, thing. And it's how I was taught to bake uh, cakes. Uh, presentation is key. So I go to make these cake balls, you know, or truffles, or whatever you want to call them, and the chocolate wouldn't melt. And I'm like, I have them, they're rolled up, step. and they're sitting there, and yeah, it was turning stiff, and I, I was getting so pissed at myself. I was just so mad. I'm like, I made the cake. The cake's right here. That looks fine. It's in the fridge. It's set up. It looks great. Mm. The cake's fine. Why can't I make these stupid cakes? All I got to do is melt chocolate. I already made the, the fixins, the gushy innards. The innards. It's all there. Why can't I do this? And it was the chocolate, something funky with the chocolate. I, did, I, I don't know. But I, I kind of felt uh, like I had messed it up. And this I always took it. I take things hard like that. You know? It's an amazing <laughs> cake. Is it? Do you the like it? icing, so it's not separated. First, well, let's I, point I, that out. The icing is not separated. Good. This is delicious. Thank you. I want this for my birthday <laughs> next year. I want I, you to make this for my puppy. I like to whip the icing a little uh, longer than it should so it gets fluffy. So it kind of stays, if you, it's it's like not too hard. It kind of stays fluffy, kind of stays whipped a little bit, but it is buttercream. And then, um, I, I was taught to bake by a lot of different people. And one of the things that I do is I separate egg whites from egg yolk. Yes. And I whip the egg whites at the end and fold them into the batter. And it gives you more rise on your cakes. At least I've always been told that it could not, it it could be crap, but that's how I do things. Hey, I mean. Um, I know you don't eat meat, but when I fry chicken, when you make the batter for the chicken, you don't you don't dip it in egg white. You dip it in the in the yellow part of the egg because the egg white will cause the breading to separate from yeah, the chicken. Okay. So I mean, no, I think there's there's stock. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> but this would be this would be a couple hours, you know. I 
it, it does take a little while. To, if you're going to make your cakes from scratch, it takes a while. Um, I should have got some almond milk. <laughs> <laughs> I need a big old glass of almond milk. There, is there anything in the fridge? Mm-hmm. No, there's not. Water. Well, I'm, I'm glad you like it anyway. This is amazing. But anyway, I, we went to Michael's. There's a new Michael's here, and I found some salted caramel melting chocolates. And I'd use that to make, I made, you know, a couple, just a couple of truffles there. Yeah. Um, and I, I had too much of it. And so I, we bought these, um, apple cider donut cookies from all these, oh. like Oreo knockoffs. I just dipped them into the, so it's salted caramel on the outside of the cookies, uh, just to use up the chocolate, you know, but it's, uh, you know, it's I'm going to take this to Stephanie. Oh. Stephanie will have, well, I'll eat one, but I'll let her yeah. have one too. I have to, but I'm eating the cake. I made her, you know, we, we still, we, we each have some cake left and we each have some truffles. So she's not losing anything. I'm eating a piece of your cake, man. <laughs> Right now. <laughs> it's our food episode, and I, I, I thought you'd, you'd use with a, a, a nice, good piece of cake. Well, I brought you nothing. Um, well, you got me a, you got me some... Uh, uh, um, <laughs> you got me a latte because I don't know what was the issue this time. Their card machine was Oh, yeah. Wine. Every time I... I, I really, you, this even happened at, at your party. Every single time I go out either to uh, fast food or to a restaurant, my order is either forgotten or screwed up. Uh, it, just, it just happened every time. And it just, it's just how things are. That's why I like my wife to go out alone. If she's going to get something, I'm like, you should go to McDonald's and pick that up or whatever, because then there's a, a, the likelihood of getting something wrong. It goes down at that point. I so, personally like I, this and I, I've only uh, ate around you or <laughs> yeah. got you food. Like, yeah, I just, time. I got a, you know, I got a sandwich and some, uh, a salad at the, the restaurant, uh, it wasn't the most vegetarian friendly restaurant, uh, yeah, as far as like options, you know, where at Appalachian's. Oh, you gave it away. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, so That's I got where the, it was like, folks. It was uh, at Appalachian's. Oh, I, they don't, they don't, no, know that is. don't. They don't yeah. care. But, uh, I got, I got a Third soup chain. or I got a sandwich, a panini and a salad. And at the end of the table, our coworker, who's also vegetarian, got it's a sandwich dogs. and a soup. So the kid, uh, this young guy, uh, server comes in and he's got a plate with a sandwich and a soup and he's like a sandwich and i said no that's not my sandwich because it had soup with it i thought obviously he's going to see this there's soup attached to the sandwich it's on the same plate and say well this clearly can't be his because there's soup here no this kid just like takes the soup off the plate here you go buddy here's your sandwich not my sandwich my sandwich had tomato. This is no tomato. You know, but I, I, this, this, this happens to me every time. I, I just don't say anything. I always go with it. I'm like, just, all right, this is fine. I just let it be. And then of course, Abby got my she order. Got she's like, what, you know, yeah. What, what is she supposed to do? What the hell? So essentially they gave me two sandwiches and didn't charge me for the second one. So I got a free sandwich, which I ate the next day. It was all right. I mean, I had uh, blackened salmon and rice. It was really good. I I enjoyed my meal. My meal came correctly. <laughs> That's good. As uh, as most order. most people's meals came correctly. Um, yeah. A lot of them, you know. Uh, I remember Stephanie got a Reuben, and they didn't put sauerkraut on the Reuben. <laughs> and you know, this is just it, it's it's like. Um, it's like getting peanut butter and jelly, and there's no jelly on my sandwich. Like, like sauerkraut is a Reuben. It's like what sauerkraut makes a Reuben a Reuben? So, like, when you're, if you're going to make the sandwich, like, clearly this is a very heavy part of it, and they're just like, nope. And she really she played it cool too. But then, what I really appreciate about Stephanie it was that uh, as I was just like, hey, uh, let's just let it be, man. She's like, no. And so every time, because I would just I would try to wave the person down. You know, they would they were they would come to the place, and I was seated. Across Cross from the door. So clearly they should have seen me going, oh, hey, buddy, you know, because I'm waving. Absolutely. And they would just completely turn around and, and walk away. And she would stand up and be like, 
hey, uh, he needs you. He needs this. <laughs> and so they would go, oh, okay. Every time, like they, she would refuse to be ignored, which I thought was just so awesome. Yeah, she's like that. I don't, um, I'll let things go to a certain extent. I mean, if they bring me the totally wrong food, I'm like, yeah, I didn't order this. But she's worked in food service, you know, yeah. so long in her life. In fact, our, our first, like, the, I don't know, it was a date, but we went out to Red Lobster. And it wasn't really her, like, you know, fixing a problem with our, with our food. But she was messing around with these um, crab legs and she stuffed them down in to her like the sleeve of her hoodie <laughs> she was sticking her hand up in the air and the waitress comes running over and she was like ma'am did you have your hand up <laughs> like you looked at those three claws and you assumed that that was her hand she just yeah but stephanie i don't know I, she told me about the dressing mm-hmm. i think the dressing was they got my dressing there, yeah there, it, it was a it was a, a walnut I think it was walnut cranberries. Uh, you know, uh, anyone who works in in food service would know that a a a salad with something like walnuts. I think it was walnuts, pecans, maybe there's blue cheese. But mm-hmm. you don't. Uh, the last thing you want to offer is like a sour. Like they gave me uh, Italian dressing, not only sour, but you know, like um, what's the word before? Like a tangy, tangy. Like you you want like maybe a uh, like a, a vinaigrette. You know, which is they said we have a strawberry vinaigrette, and I thought, well, that's the perfect thing for this salad. You morons you know they just gave me they're like we just thought uh you'd want italian like why i never we said i wanted for you yeah they didn't they did it didn't come with anything on the menu and they didn't ask me they just they they by the time i told them what the salad they just move on boom so i didn't say anything i was just like well uh, all right i'll see what happens and yeah so they went with the wrong uh dressing and or a dressing that i didn't like and she was like oh excuse me he would like show the strawberry and i was like okay look go ahead do it you know she got it I done. was fine with her standing up for me at the, <laughs> at the table because um, apparently they just didn't want to listen to what I had to say. They just uh, they saw me and I'm like, that, not that dude. <laughs> Forget he it. doesn't need to eat tonight. Yeah. He'll, he'll be fine. He'll, you pick it, whatever everybody else is. <laughs> we don't want his money. Here. Yeah. We don't care. But what happened at your, uh, I, I heard a little bit, I heard bits about your puppy party. About, uh, your I, wedding. I went to yeah, the wedding. Puppy wedding. Well, I worked the wedding. Okay. It was an event that the library was a part of. Um, I really want to get to people hitting on you. <laughs> I know, you. You can, I can see you're it's, like, um, you're raring to go. To go. Yeah. That was probably not the right thing to say. But, uh, that <laughs> <laughs> Tell me all about Any these horny guys. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm here for. Firemen. Firemen. Beefcake. Beef. Yeah. Beefy. Did they approach Very. you with their shirts off? Is the, I didn't no. ask that because it was probably it was a hot I was day. approached during the wedding. Oh, okay. Um, they were all respectful during the wedding, I take it. They were always, they were very respectful <laughs> okay. the entire time. They were right. just staring. Okay, so anyway, we were in Grant Town. If, if none of you have heard of Grant Town, um, you never will. There's no reason to. Yeah. No, no, you blink. It's one of those towns you blink, you miss yep. it, you know. So anyways, we're there at a f- fireman's festival in which Abby and I work together every year. This is our second year, not every year. But anyways, so the last, last year when we were there, they put us in the firehouse and they had me back the bookmobile into the firehouse. And that was nice because we were secluded from the fireman this time when we pull in the guy was acting a little like not weird but he was just like oh uh, we thought that you would like it better if we had you pull in directly across from the fire hall and you can point your table like in the direction of the fire hall and i didn't think anything about that yeah because he, he made an excuse he was like oh you need an electric hookup don't you I was like, oh, no. But, you know, valid excuse. Valid excuse. We have a truck. So we're there. And all of a sudden, this lady, she's probably like in her 
late 70s, maybe early 80s, walks up with these little wedding favors. They, they were dog bones <laughs> and little cellophane wrappers with ribbon wrapped around them. And, you know, you take the scissors. Yeah, so it was beautiful. And there was a little card in there. I don't remember okay. the dog's names. I wish that I could. I'm sorry. Was it was it, was it a boy and a girl dog or it, they weren't making a statement here? No, okay. they weren't making I I This was in Grant Town. Okay, well, okay. Right. <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't know what the word get means. That's that's true, yeah. Um so my, my my dog and his friend. <laughs> his friend. This puppy wedding was between two um neighbors. Hetero, heterosexual they neighbor dogs. Two hetero neighbors. Okay. Uh they were Boston Terriers. Mm. Okay, so this lady comes over and she's like, Oh my god, at two o'clock, are you still gonna be here? There's gonna be a wedding. And I didn't even look at the favor at this time. I'm just like, oh god, who the hell? <laughs> What are these things going to look like? Getting getting married at the fire yeah. festival in yeah. Grant Town. Like I just had this whole thing, and then I then I looked down at the favor, and she's like, "My my friend and I, our dogs are getting married today." I I didn't know what to say. I was like, "Oh, that's." Nice. I I hope they have a wonderful wedding. Um, and then she starts talking. She was like, well, they're not going to be able to consummate the wedding because they're fixed. Oh. But they can still do things. I mean, they still they have just parts. won't have yeah. puppies. I mean, they won't be having any puppy parties. Yeah, well, that's, that sucks. But, I mean, you know, so they couldn't nice consummate. Uh, they couldn't consummate. And that was, yeah. that was sad. But anyways, so one o'clock rolls around. It's pouring down the rain. I stand out from under the canopy on the bookmobile to watch this damn thing. And here comes the the groom. And he's in a little top hat and a tuxedo. And they're dragging him. That's adorable. That's, down the that's aisle. It's adorable just, that he's wearing yeah. a top hat. Though. There's a trellis with okay. like flowers down at the end and a... <laughs> actual preacher dressed up in a dog wow. costume. This is official, man. It's too something went into this here. Yeah. So then here comes the bride in a red wagon. She's got a veil and this gown on. It's looking very beautiful. Nails are done mm. being, you know, pulled in this wagon. It's the wedding of her dreams. It's, really. the, it's <laughs> the wedding of her dreams. <laughs> I know. We're going we're to get there. Yeah. I mean, she was excited for the cake because, you know, before in the lady told oh, yeah. like, oh, my God, after the, the wedding, you got to come over and have a piece of cake. So we're standing there. I'm getting soaking wet. Mm. And I'm watching the way I couldn't hear what was being said, but they were struggling to keep the dogs up there. And this guy just walks up beside me and kind of like brushes, you know, my shoulder. And he's like, hey, yo, what are you doing? Yeah, hey. well, he's like, don't turn around. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's the, the first thing you should say to a girl if you're interested is, hey, don't turn around. Well, he wasn't, well, I don't know if he was interested. Oh, he okay. supposedly, so he, All well, right. he's just like, don't turn around. He's like, but there's a guy back there. He's a fireman. Oh, okay. This is a wingman. Yeah. And okay. he's like, he's been eyeing you up all day and he's really quiet and he doesn't want to come up and, you know, talk to you because he's mm -hmm. embarrassed. But could I get your number? And I looked at him and I was like, no, <laughs> you, you can't have my number. And he starts like begging me for my number in this, in a sense, he's like, I can't walk away without your number. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why? What is he going to, what is he going to murder you? Like, <laughs> leave you in a burning house. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll save that one, guys. She ain't going to put out later. So, you know, and Abby's standing there with me and she literally says, she, she says to the guy, she's like, oh, you're going to love what comes next. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I was like, I'm, I was like, uh, first of all, I'm in a relationship. And second of all, I'm gay. 
And I felt like I had a lot of balls in that moment uh-huh. to be in Grant Town speaking to a fireman at a puppy wedding telling him that I was gay. And so he's like, well, can I still get your number? And I was like, no, you can't have my, he cannot be calling me. And he's like, well, can you give me the library's number with it printed right there on the side of the yeah. truck and giant yeah. numbers. And Abby, luckily being my boss, you know, she steps in and she's like, you you can't be calling her work, trying to talk to her while she's on the clock. And I was like, no, dude, like, it, that's very, I'm flattered. That's nice of you, but I'm not interested. So then he starts giving me a, uh, he starts telling me what this guy looks like. I'm like, that's not helping. Yeah. Because I'm not interested. It, 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 wait a minute, lady. I can sweeten the deal. Yeah. He, hey. He's like 200 pounds with red hair and some scruff on his face. And he you know spits those, into a bottle. You know those Norwegian guys with those fluffy sweaters. He looks like that with red hair. He's beautiful. He's gorgeous. People name their boats after this guy. In emergencies, he comes sliding down a pole to rescue yeah. people. He keeps sliding down a pole to rescue and the fire just backs up. They're like, whoa, baby, we can't even burn in here. This guy's smoking too much. Because his hair is fire yeah. and red. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he was really nice, but I was just like, no, I'm yeah. in a relationship. I'm happy in my relationship. I am not interested. Thank you. So like an hour later, the fire chief walks up, which is a woman. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I have a serious question for you. Are you single? No. I said, did that guy send, you know, does he send you over here? Because they thought that I was lying. I can't believe I just got turned down by a girl and her excuse was I'm gay. Yeah. She proceeds. She's like, well, listen, I've got all these firemen single and married. Every single one of them have been standing over here making a bet about which one of them is going to walk away with your number. And about that time, she turns around and all these firemen are lined up Man. like at that, you know, in the yeah. firehouse staring straight across from us. And then she says, well, that's why we put you right here in the oh, front. You know, because you're the eye candy. Year, you're the, the, you're the eye library candy. eye candy. And, yeah. you know. That's what I've always told people when they come in the library. You have any eye candy in this place? (laughs) Show me. (laughs) She's out on the book. Yeah. Let me go grab her off the Shake that can for these lovely patrons here. (laughs) Shake that can. (laughs) What is this? This is ridiculous. And Abby's very pretty, you know, and she's sitting there next to me. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, the first thing I say to her is, you guys are making fun of me, right? Firemen. (laughs) All these firemen, married and single, are making bets to get my That does not bode well for the married guys. Uh, No. Hey, I've got a wife, but no, she ain't hope, here right now. I hope they're listening. I hope oh we have one of their, yeah. they're listening. That's, that's insane. But yeah. So, so she was, you know, she goes on to be like, well, you know, the one guy in particular, he's like, he's really shy. He's really sweet. The one girl from like connecting link already turned him down today. He went over to that tent and uh, I'm like, well, and now he's going to kill himself. Times two, he got turned down by a gay girl. And yeah. she was like, oh, you're gay. I'm like, yes. And we have two children. We have two Man. kids. I've, I'm wearing a ring on my finger. I mean, we're not married, but, she, you know, she, yeah. that's part of the reason. I thought that this thing would be a deterrent. <laughs> and it's it's not. Were you uh, were you? Still wet at this time. Wet is in like you said you were in the rain. You said you were in the rain, and I'm just saying, uh, uh, like uh, your hair, maybe, are you shirt? Are you? Did you? Were you out there long enough to get wet, or were you just basically no, dry? I was soaked. Okay, I was soaked, and Do I was eating. That might have... No, listen, okay. I'm sitting there at this table, and I realized I didn't care at that point what I look like, and obviously, I'm thinking like oh, the worse the better. Yeah. Because it'll get these guys off, you know, my case or whatever. But I'm sitting there eating this homemade giant 
double stuffed chocolate chip cookie with like white cream <laughs> in the middle. I'm soaking wet and I'm like devouring. So it's this like George thing. Costanza, that yes. episode, episode of Southernfeld where yes. he's got ice cream all over his face and on the Megatron type. Yeah. I looked exactly like that. And all these firemen <laughs> are just like staring at me and she comes walking up. Man. Anything I'm doing right now, getting just, wet in the I'm, rain. You know, because that's how I mean, guys just like, oh, she's wet, guys. Like, wet t shirt. Like, wet t shirt. She's eating. It's a giant double stuffed cookie. There's cream everywhere. I don't know. Well, that's she said she's gay, nuts. but we don't know. Yeah, I, I was. I just. I heard some of this before, and I hear it now, and I just can't. I. I don't. <laughs> well, then after I'm, that, I'm I was horrified because then you know he walks away, and the wedding ends, and the bride and groom come back in in the uh, wagon. With Alpo dog cans, full cans. You know, you didn't think empty and burst. <laughs> they're dragging, so they weren't even clinking. They wow. were just digging these like troughs <laughs> into the wet mud, and they leave the cake on our table. But you know, I am so consumed with the fact that I'm trying to smack thirty firemen away yeah. all at once on my own. They all have burning buildings in their pants, and it's just like, (laughs) how is this town ever going to defend itself again? I mean, seriously. Yeah, and, you know, so I didn't realize that for, like, you know, probably close to an hour, this dog cake has been (laughs) sitting on the end of our table getting sopping wet. Yeah. It was in this cardboard box, and so I walk across to their little, like, community building, and I find the bride and groom's mothers, (laughs) the in-laws, and I'm like, hey, you know, you left your your cake at our table and, and it's wet. And she's like, Oh, bring it over here. I'm like, you, but I don't want to carry it over here because all these firemen are standing. but I couldn't tell her that. So I'm yeah. like, oh God, I'm going to grab it. This soaking ass wet cake <laughs> that had like cellophane over top of it. And the icing was just oh, yeah. melted it's, and it, it. it was peanut butter. <laughs> it was something that was edible for humans yeah. and dogs. So the box starts, you know, fall apart on me and I'm trying to trudge along and not look at the firemen and they're all standing there and I take it in there and she just throws it in the garbage. I was like, what? I wanted a piece of that. <laughs> I could have taken a piece while it was at my table. Yeah. I mean, but I waited. Yeah. I waited. And then she threw the I damn thing in the garbage. Same thing with the puppy party. They just threw the cake away. Yeah. They just threw, what is it about? They're like, oh, you've had enough sugar. I, I guess. Is that, did she say that to you? No. Oh, okay. I don't know if she meant that for me or the dogs <laughs> or the firemen. The firemen probably had. She's seen me eating that yeah. cookie. Okay. She's like, all right, fat ass. Yeah, she doesn't need <laughs> you this cake. No one needs firemen. this cake. The fact that we brought this cake was a big mistake. I got so I didn't mean for any of that to rhyme, but it just did. I, know. <laughs> I had to watch. I almost, I almost rhymed a few minutes ago. But yeah, so. I just you know. don't, I don't know. I, I, you know, I went to college and I had college uh, male friends. And, uh, you know, I, I, I seem to recall running into a situation where there were girls involved, probably at a bar, probably going out, you know, probably my chatting with a girl and her saying, you know, my boyfriend is probably that, you know, and then, you know, she goes away and it's always, you always have a friend who's like, there ain't no ring on it. You know, like a boyfriend, boyfriend, she hasn't had you. And that's, what's important. You will change everything. And I, I think that's the, what these men maybe thought, like she says she's gay now, but she hasn't had the schwa. And once she does, that'll be it she needs a good hot beef injection and then she's good to go and you know I, I, probably one of the, there had to be at least one of those guys going like 
I can turn her girlfriend too. Like, you know, like just all I need is the challenge and all she needs to do is accept the challenge. And then I go home with her and it's on. You know, and that's what I don't get that. Like, okay, let's just say that you broke up a happy couple, right? Like suddenly she's like, gay? What is gay? I need to dick. Like, what if what if that happens? That's great. Good. Okay. Part one of the plan, down. You've destroyed a happy couple. Now what? You get the other one? Is it now Now you are in a, a, a monogamous or a... a, a uh... Polygamous. Polygamous. Polygamous relationship? Is that is that the end goal? I don't get it. Like, now I got two of them. Uh, th- that's good? I just don't get it. Like, it, Go you. Know, you. It, yeah, what does that say? It, uh, to me, that says you're a horrible person. <laughs> a horrible person. Probably not a good, very good firefighter, but a horrible person to just be like, <laughs> I, I just, I was so, I'm so steamed, I spit on myself. To be so jazzed up and it's just like, uh, I'm, I'm going to crush it. I'm going to take this girl. She's going to be mine. The other lesbian is going to be in my clutches. Like, yeah, I'm that good. Like, there, there probably there had to be one guy who was at least like, I'm that good. You know? I'm sure it was the married guy. Probably. Probably the married guys, yeah. It was probably like, the married the, the guys. The fact that she flat out told you, hey, we, I have some married guys who are just like, I need that. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I'm not even going to wait to get home to be with my wife. I need that woman right there now. Like, <laughs> the one yeah. that's soaking wet. you work. Okay. That's the thing, too. Like, okay, set all of the rest of it aside. Like, yes, okay, you're single, and here, here's a, a woman. She uh, looks like... A woman that you want in your life, I guess. I don't know. What are they thinking? You know, uh, like you said, Abby's there. Like, she's okay, but this is the one for me. That's fine. But you're at work. Like, you... uh, Yeah. Even... Okay, I'm married, and I'm very happily married to my wife. No, hands down. Just very happily. But if I weren't, if I were single... And I was just standing upstairs doing my job. And, you know, a, an attractive girl came in that I thought, well, it'd be nice to go on a date with that girl. The last thing I would do is be like, okay, hold the phones, guys. I have work to do. And just hovering on her and be like, hey, baby, what's going on? How you doing? Looking for a book? I can help you with that. I work here, man. I can get you any book you want. Like, I have, I have a job to do. I'm being paid right now. I'm just, you yeah. know. What are they doing? Well, they weren't. They weren't working. Well, they were. <laughs> they were the volunteer fire department. So there was a couple oh, times that they... And, you know, it all made sense to me later because earlier in the day before all this happened, they got... Two of the guys got called out and one of them happened to be Pretty Boy Red. Mm. Over there that wanted my number, I guess. They pulled the fire truck, like, right up in front of our table. They were, like, revving the... Wow. And then, like, getting their, like, little suspender <laughs> shit on and looking... In our, but I didn't think anything about it. Yeah. In the moment, right. I was just like, I feel like retarded. Yeah. <laughs> Get dressed somewhere else. <laughs> Put that shit away. I don't yeah. care about your uh, big fire truck. I don't man. care. Thank you for fighting fires, but <laughs> I have one that is already tamed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, I have, yeah. that's right. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it was crazy. And it, it's weird because, you know, I feel like that doesn't happen to me a whole lot. So there's part of you that feels flattered in a sense of like, you know, if you could leave me alone, if you asked me one time and I told you no and you're respectful about it, I would have been more flattered. Than I felt after yeah. the encounter because it's like, oh, well, that's very nice. And obviously the guy doesn't know that I'm in a relationship. So there's nothing wrong with asking, right? Yeah. Because you don't know sometimes until you ask. But then to pursue it in that manner of, well, we're just going to, there's another woman that we work with. Maybe if we send her over 
maybe since she likes the women's, yeah, I, they can relate. I, you know, I if I was ever told something like that, like, oh, hey, I, I, it's nice that you want to buy me a drink, but I have a boyfriend. Honestly, I don't recall having those conversations with, mm-hmm. with women in my time because I'm respectful like that. <laughs> but if they were like, oh, yeah, you know, I have a boyfriend. I'm sorry. I would have said, yeah, all right. And just moved on. Have a good evening. Uh, yeah. th- there's no ring on it. Does not mean like I can just break up this because re- I'd feel horrible. Like yeah, I got the girl, but I just I ruined a relationship, which just seems to be happy. If you're if if you're happy enough to say hey, I'm taken. Yeah, you know that means you don't necessarily want people not, honing in on you. Going oh no. hey, how's it going? Yeah, there was no there was no stuttering there. I was very and yeah. it just really was hilarious when Abby just chimes in, you know, because she just looks at him and she had this big smile and she's like, "You're just gonna love what's coming next." <laughs> and he gets he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." See, you know, and, and part of it might be might be like you know this is a line. I, she's lying to me because she's playing hard to get or who uh, you know in their like, right mind be like, you know what, <laughs> I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because not but not really. I'm actually straight, but. I I just am not interested in you, so I'm going to pretend it's, that I'm homosexual. It's got. There's a lot of hubris there. There's a lot of um, like I know you're gay, but you haven't had me. That's the. That's I think. I really think that's a lot of the thinking is that she, uh, she's gay, but like there's no ring on it. Yeah, she's in a relationship, but she and there was a ring me, on man. it. There was a ring on it. <laughs> yeah. That's what even makes it even better. And it was just so weird. I mean, luckily Abby's boyfriend and his friend show up towards the end of the soiree and they help they help us like tear down stuff yeah. and I told Abby I'm, I'm not taking that table back I am not going to have to break the chain of firemen with this giant table you know big hefty that, big hefty lesbian <laughs> over here just up at this table you're that big Dave take care of that table for you <laughs> big Dave probably his name <laughs> Reggie big John I don't know a, somebody's a big something you can't be there's, it's inconceivable that at a, at a firehouse not one person is called big something there's gotta be uh, I'm sure this is Jeff Jimmy Sam oh and big Dave you know big there's gotta Dave. be you know it's got to be. I bet the redhead. And, you know, let me just say, if I wasn't gay and I was single, I wouldn't have been interested in any of them. They were Grant Town firemen. Yeah. Volunteer and firemen. And I'm not, I'm not putting down anyone's looks or anything like that. Not at all. No. No, I'm not. I wasn't interested in any capacity. But if if I was single, no, no, I would have ate my cookie in peace. And I probably then would have made up. That I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> at, at any rate, you should, yeah, if you're at a work function, you uh, should not have you to deal not with be that. hassled. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you should the, not. These per- people, these men should have been at least respectful enough of that. Be and like, they hey, knew this, we this, were. This chick is working. I'll leave her alone yeah. at least until the end of the thing. Not at the end of it, if they wanted to bombard you with like, you know, sexual innuendos and whatever. Even then, numbers I was still and whatnot. on the clock. It was true. I was on the clock until I arrived back at the library and shut the door. So it all, all, all together, these guys were just rude. All together. Just, and so I was just standing there. Clearly out of their <laughs> minds. Just, in the rain. Enjoying yeah. a beautiful wedding between two two dogs, two dogs and enjoying a cookie. Goose. I mean, it sounded like the cookie was all right. The cookie was delicious, and I just get approached by a rogue <laughs> fireman, and the first line is, "Don't turn around." Don't. <laughs> and then, what's your first instinct? Obviously, like I don't listen to instructions, yeah, so I I've, whip around. You know, my I, wet hair slapping I, you across I, I, the I face for a joy of a conversation now. And to you, sir, you know, was that what? You're supposed to yeah. Be. Like <laughs> meanwhile at the back <laughs> Meanwhile at the back of the firehouse. Yes. No. <laughs> no. 
Um, yeah, that was that was hilarious. That was a day that I ne- never want to relive again. Um, nor should you have to. That's I'll have to go again next year, oh. and all the sad fodder <laughs> will be lined up at the trough. But yeah, all these boys will get a second chance. And I'm going to take my girlfriend. I'm going to make sure. Stephanie come. I don't think she'd put up with that crap. She would not. No, I even wished that I wished that mm-hmm. she was there. I was like, oh my god, someone help me! Like I'm saying no, and they're not listening. <laughs> she seemed to me like the type that you know, if you were to insult her sexuality in any way she would not slap you she would punch you hard that's what she seemed like to me like she's you know kind of she's kind of quiet kind of just laid, very laid back but yeah. I'm, i just thought like that that is a girl you, you do not mess with yeah she's got she definitely has this firmness about her which is i look up to that in a sense because sometimes i guess i can be too nice mm-hmm. and then sometimes i can just be evil but I don't know, like she, you know, she definitely knows how to handle herself and stand up for herself and the people she loves and cares. So that would have been amazing for me to watch her punch this (laughs) douchebag in the face and be like, dude, she's gay. Like, Uh, what don't you understand? You know, just looking back at the other guys and going, anybody else? (laughs) Anybody right here? Come on. Anyone? Just uh, yeah, that'd be great. And then just cower in the back. Like, oh, we're, we're good, lady. We're all right. We are right. We, we were talking about the other chick. We did. We didn't know. We didn't know. We were talking about her. <laughs> I don't know. You got some miscommunication going on. We 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 we're out of this. We're, no. What's your name, Abby? Hey, Abby, how you doing? Uh, I don't know. My boy, he just he didn't know what he was doing. That it would have wrong girl. It would just it would been deflection from. I know. Yeah. So next year, I'm just going to tell Abby, you have to stay. You need to stay here. I'm going to take Stephanie. You don't have to pay her. Yeah. She's just there for the firemen's. Good. She's there to show the firemen how to be men. Yeah. I mean, I I, I consider myself a man, and I'm respectful to ladies. And yeah. But where, I, what is wrong with that today? Why can't? I well, I guess it's always been a thing, right? But even I, more so now. I never. Yeah. I, I, I never judged my manhood based on like strength, uh, physical strength, or like uh, can you use a certain tool, or can you? You know, I didn't. Yeah. I just like you're not a toxic masculine. I, yeah. I, you I, know. I, wait. A toxic masculine. To- to- toxic. I'm a toxic masculine. Um, <laughs> Uh, you're not a toxic i'm not you i don't not, suffer from toxic masculinity yes yeah, I mean, you're yeah, not a, yeah i just you know a, a lady should be treated as a lady and that's just my yeah my thought or a human right or just human. as a human just as human yeah i mean lady uh they and whatever whatever you are just be you yeah. and, and be cool like honestly just be nice and don't be a dick and uh, exactly i am cool people can like paint themselves purple and like you know implant horns in their heads and they're cool with me man i'll go out with you i'll have i'll have a drink i'll get to know you it doesn't matter to me just don't be a dick how do you feel about the cat people uh well, wait but you were the that, one that posted this people that uh, there, was, there was a girl in australia who yeah. uh, identifies as a cat out of school and that the school is okay with it. They just let her be feline and, and whatever because it like she can express herself and that's all they care about. This is Australia. This is in America. I mean, in America, that girl would be in, uh, uh, I don't know, probably dead. <laughs> but Toxic some, feeling Yeah, some, uh, some school shooter would, that, that's the first thing they'd go for is like, oh, I don't want cats at my school. It'd be a weird thing. Take out the kitty. But yeah, I mean, they let her do it. I don't care what if she's a cat or a kangaroo. It doesn't matter to me. I think about things like, um, you know, is she using a litter box at school? That's where my mind goes. Like, you want to be a cat? How far are into this are you, really? You know, and how far are they willing to go? 
that's the thing. I mean, I can say I'm a cat all I want, but it's it really it's in my court. Am I going to be the one shitting in a box? And it, yeah, and I'm just saying, if I were at a school, they're like, oh, you want to be a cat? You be a cat, son. I I would I think I'd press it just to see how far. And you know, because it, it just seems to me like. So this one is like trying to be a cat. Maybe you're just taking this a little too far. A or little. do you really act this way, you know, in, in daily life? Because I really, the litter box thing, it, that's that's what gets me. I, I don't know. That's where I have questions. The litter box. I, I, do they, how do they handle hairballs? Hairballs. Like what do um, they, what do they lick to get does, that? T- does a teacher have like, uh, does she use little toys to get her attention in class? Does she throw catnip you know? down on the floor? Does she, yeah. Hey, you, that, you got the answer right. Right, uh, uh, kitty meow meow. Here you go, and just you know, catnip. Does she Does do that? The lunch lady serve her. Ke- yeah, kibble wet or food, wet food, dry, or dry food. food. Does she um, eat fancy food? See, yeah. See, there. You know, these things bring up a lot of questions, and we don't always get a lot of answers. No. I just I heard through the grapevine that we have a a, a new announcer for this new sponsor. Oh, and I don't know what I Roddy's lost, doing. I don't I know where he is. He, he's he he lost it. <laughs> okay. We could probably find him, and he could he could. He's probably got another sponsor lined up somewhere. Okay, because you want this. I'm not going to call this a sponsor. I, okay. I will because they're a real business. The idea of this is Abby's better nut butter. <laughs> Abby's better nut butter. Abby, it's uh, nice, not naughty. Okay. And it is a gluten-free nut butter company. That we're not sponsored by anyway. We are not sponsored they by They don't even know who we are. Abby's Better Nut Butter. But we like them. I don't like them. Oh. I don't know if I like them because oh, okay. I've never ate their nut butter. <laughs> I bet those firemen make some we, of their nut butter. We're not butter. sponsored by them when we know nothing about them, but their name. and that. No, and they make these like uh, the maple pecan pancake flavor is the one that caught my attention. Oh, I so I feel like Rock and Roddy does need to do a sponsor. I lost the ad because oh. I had the ad and I had screenshot it and sent it to Abby. And I was like, oh, holy shit, we're doing a food. We're doing a food episode. I'm going to talk about Abby's better. Not butter, <laughs> naughty, but not nice. Or wait, nice, but not naughty. Nice, but, yeah. I have a notebook here, my friends, toasters and tartlets. If you're out there, how you doing, everybody? Listening on your way to work or in that, uh, that afternoon jog, getting in some Pop-Tarts and Griffey. Good for you folks out there chasing that giant Pop-Tart like you should be. So I have a notebook and the notebook just has a bunch of random things written in it. One one thing that I thought of as, as we, were, we were going into this uh, puppy party, puppy wedding discussion is uh, can, can a dog be implicated in fraud? Okay. Now, any of you toasters or trollers out there who know about the law or, or animals, uh, uh, let's just say you have a dog and his name is uh, uh, NBA superstar uh, Charles Barkley. You know, I had a friend once who uh, he, he used to watch the Kennel Club dog show like every every time, you know. And one one year, the the winner of the Kennel Club dog show, her name was something like like country megastar Reba McIntyre. You know, and my so my friend Mike Michael Workman. Are you out there? Uh, named his dog something along the lines of, uh, you know, TV newscaster Tom Brokaw. You know, so let's just say for the sake of argument that you have a dog and that dog's name is, is uh, NBA superstar Charles Barkley. And every day you come home and you work at a bank and you're embezzling money. Right. And you come every day at the same time and you toss that dog a big, big mouthful of cash, like a big brick of th- like a thousand dollars and a big brick of cash. Toss your dog, your dog does what a dog does, takes that little brick of uh, cash runs outside and he buries that cash out into in the backyard, okay? You get nailed for fraud, right? Boom, they catch you. Uh, you've been stealing money and they know it. Oh, you're going down. Uh, the dog uh, has been helping you hide that cash, man. Uh, you've been giving your money to uh, NBA superstar 
Mr. Charles Barkley, and he's running out there into the backyard burying your money. You don't know anything. I mean, I, you would know. You would know he was. You would know what he was doing. Like you would know if your dog tore up things or buried things. So you'd know. Oh, he's burying the money for a rainy day. Like you don't even have to deal with it. You don't even have to know when they're like, "Hey, hey, buddy, where's the fundage?" You can honestly say, "Oh, hey, I have no idea." Because uh, you're not watching, but you know, you have an idea of what he's doing. So he's out there burying the cash. Is that dog now implicated for fraud? Okay, because he knows, he knows exactly where the money is. He knows exactly when and where the jobs are being made. Okay, you, you have inadvertently given this dog a lot of information that can incriminate you. So uh, when you're going down, what did that dog go down with you? Um, so if anyone out there knows about the law. Please, uh, Pop-Tarts are good for you at gmail.com. Drop me a line. Let me know if, in fact, a dog can be implicated in a fraud case. I literally just walked in at the end of this. And, you know, it's really funny. While I was sitting there taking a pee, uh, I heard you. Oh, really? And then I thought in the myself, bunker? Like, yeah, I couldn't make out the... what you were saying, uh-huh. but I just heard. Things not soundproof. It, it can't be if you're hearing me in the bathroom. That's that But is... we're not hearing things outside. No, so maybe, I haven't. Maybe I've that's seen more of the point by, of it, but... is that... It's not picking up, you know. Hmm. Well, if anyone is out there, uh, we we found Roddy. He was in the break room. Uh, I don't. Oh. Kn- I, I didn't know this. Uh, see, I caught him when I was getting my. We water. don't get paid. We don't have any money. We don't get paid to no, do this. Uh, but I was down at the Tarts U offices talking to those fine people. They're all volunteers down at Tarts U, uh, gathering up information for us and whatnot. And I was like, hey, you know, Roddy likes to hang out in the booth. He does the announcing. Uh, does he get anything out of this? Apparently, he is allowed to have anything he wants from the crisper drawer in the break room. So that's his payment. And, you know, oh, Dr. Pepper or, game night or a game night game night drawer. Um, he can have anything he wants. And he's fine with that, apparently. <laughs> he, has, he has nothing to say. So, But he should have something to say. Uh, you know, uh, he comes in and does his announcing and then he just, he, I don't know what he does. He, he mills around outside somewhere. But, we give him uh, that 45 seconds of fame. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he likes the sodas. So he's probably going to go back to the break room and Crisis. suck down something. He likes the V8, I think. Yeah. But right now we're going to uh, do just a little, just a tiny bit of front cage news. This front cage news brought to you by Army Hammer. Army Hammer may sound like a disgraced actor, but it's also the best pirate-themed hardware store this side of the Caribbean. So when you want quality, craftsmanship, and to parlay yourselves one hell of a deal, walk the plank down to Army Hammer. Say it once, say it twice, third time's the charm. Thanks, Roddy. Thank you. Wow, Roddy. That was a good one. Army Hammer. Army Hammer. That's That's Abby's better nut butter. It is. I've been there. Pirate-themed uh, hardware store it's is phenomenal. Place. They they walk around with the, they have the hooks for the hand and you know how do they how many I help you are you know like, I don't know I don't work there I just I saw it but it's you nice. should have asked I should have, you know uh, a lot of questions came to mind um, how do you bring people out yeah. They, they, yeah, they're very good with the hook. They can just ding the bell with the little tiny, you know, end of the hook. Um, I wish I could drive the bookmobile that way. Army hammer. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, this this, uh, this edition of Front Cage News, um, just real quickly, they are, uh, for, for all you folks out there, uh, a long time ago, you know, when in the 50s and 60s, Disney started doing these live action 
movies, you know, like like the Shaggy Dog. Mm-hmm. You ever saw the Shaggy I Dog? I have seen the Shaggy Dog. Um, the Shaggy DA after yep. that. Um, the Ugly Dachshund, which I always liked, or Million Dollar Duck was always a, one of my favorites with a duck named Charlie who can uh, lay gold eggs. Should uh, just him a, a ducky party. Yeah, just, <laughs> he's probably dead now, Shelby. Oh, he's probably. an old duck. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's a very old duck. But they had these, these movies, and, uh, you know, then somewhere in, like, the 2000s or sometime that Disney finds Jerry Bruckheimer and they're like, Hey, uh, now we can make live action Disney movies that like where stuff blows up, you know, and they have Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah, you know, coming out and, uh, you have uh, national treasure. I don't know if you've ever seen national treasure, but uh, I have seen national. It's, treasure. it's a movie that even gets the historical facts wrong because that's what Disney's all about. Um, but, uh, Nick Cage plays this adventurer who's trying to clear his family's name while also finding a big treasure and steal it, take it from Sh- uh, Sean Bean, who I think yes. ends up dead in the movie. He always, yes. Sean Bean, uh, uh, surprise, surprise, folks, Sean Bean, I think, ends up dead. Um, when doesn't Sean Bean? He does, yeah, I know. I just want to see the movie where he's just a family man and just, he like does taxes and Lives. like, you know, learns a lesson at the end, of course, but it's like nothing too, too big, you know, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm how boring just, would that be? Just like, oh, hey, it's Sean Bean, hey, he's doing his taxes. Is that a 1040 shot? I don't know if you should be doing that. You have a family. How many dependents did you mark on that, Sean? Yeah, uh, that would be the whole movie where he's just like, oh, I have to go fix this. And then he gets in the minivan. And just, you know. But anyway, uh, Sean Bean, I think he dies. But anyway, uh, there were two of these movies. Okay. And and now Disney is going to make a National Treasure series <gasps> for Disney+. Plus. I bet I know where it's going to be filmed. Disney World. <laughs> Leave K. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, see that. I mean, I'm, okay, let's, let's, let's one thing at a time here. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying um, to mix. Well, uh, but I, I don't see. This is the thing. Um, as they're doing this TV series, and everyone's like, you know, where's Nick Cage? You know, Benjamin Franklin Gates. He's not. He's not in the, the movie. It's just his assistant Riley. No one cares about Justin Bartha. What the hell, dude? I don't even know what who that is. the cuss. And so people are losing their minds, man. They just want to know where's Nick Cage. It can't be National Treasure without Nick Cage. So Jerry Bruckheimer's like, uh, it, it, it's a different thing. It's a series, and even Nick Cage. Went on record saying like that, uh, you know, that movie was like 15 years ago, which it was. That's so crazy. It's, it's crazy, but it actually was 15 years. That's insane. It's it, yeah. Um, I was 16. So he was like, I'm not, I'm not having anything to do with that. That's it's Disney's thing. Leave me alone. You know, and people were like, no, we're not going to have this. If there's going to be a, a TV series with National Treasure, <laughs> we, we need Nick Cage. And uh, so there have been talks between him and, and Bruckheimer about, um, I guess there's a third movie script, but Jerry Bruckheimer uh, needs Nick's approval first. See, that's what kind of star he is. You know, they, they, they're they not going to wow. do anything without him saying, yeah, I'm, I'm for it. Because Nick's and the guy. He is. He is the guy. And um, so... We don't know yet. I mean, he's got a lot, a lot of things going on, so we, we're not we're not entirely sure what he's going to do. I just want to take just just a, a, a moment here to mention. I don't I don't want to you know take up too much time uh, getting into this, but it's it's really important. Uh, there's this person. There's this person who's recently. Her name is Letitia Kristen. <gasps> oh, you don't um, know who that is. Do, do you you know that, that is, is Brandon's girlfriend. Okay, her name that's Tish. Uh, Brandon's girlfriend, Letitia Tish uh, Tishton or Lishton. I I, I already <laughs> said your name wrong, and for that I I deeply apologize. Brandon, please don't. When you hear this, don't be mad at me. I, I saw that your friend here has been just loving the hell out of our Facebook. I know. Page. I noticed that last night. I was going through. I'm like, oh wow, you know. 
Yeah. We have like a like at least on it. Yeah. Post. And it's Tish. And it made me really happy because I noticed a couple of weeks ago or probably close to a month ago, she started following our page and I got really excited. I'm like, oh, because the post she just made, yeah. she was the first person to like it. It was exciting. And, um, you know, I, so that Tish, you know, for taking all that time to, to like our, our posts and yeah. uh, to like our page and, and, you know, you don't even have to comment if you want to, that'd be great. If you want to mail the show, uh, just, you don't have to say much, just like, Hey, how's it going? This is Tish. Uh, you can be all. our first email too. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to, to talk to you just one second, Tish, uh, about something very dear to me, very important, uh, important to the world, I would think. And that's, that's, this is, this is the best, the best part. It's important to the world, but it's also, I'm going to put this in your hands, Tish. You can do anything you want with Leaf K. Leaf K is an island in the South Exmouth Bahamas. 30 acres, Tish. 30 acre island. Uh, you can leave Las Vegas behind and uh, spend all your time here on Leaf K. It's been zoned for five cottages. Uh, it has its own little pond. Uh, you can have a marina there if you'd like. Sandy beaches. It's just, a, it's it really, uh, you could take, go down there. Tish, take Brandon with you. I know he's got the money. Brandon, don't you even front, man. <laughs> I know that you two together, there's a show called Island Hunters, and you two uh, just call him up. I'm like, hey, Island Hunters, hey, this is Brandon and Tish. Uh, we really want Leave K. You know, we, we've been hearing about this for, for uh, at least for a few weeks well, now. Since we're friends, but they it, should give us one yeah. of the cottages, like, you know, at and it's, it's, and it's listed with private islands inc you just you go to those folks and you say hey uh we well, go to islanders first because they have cameras oh and they're probably gonna front this whole thing they'll, they'll fly you down there you go hey island hunters we would we're interested in leave k they'll fly you over there don't you worry about that so you get to leave k 30 acres your own private island go go down there tish go down there uh and wear flip-flops where's where's some some sandals you don't you don't even put too much in them. don't no investments go to go to your your local uh goodwill or what have you maybe not go because you get some kind of fungus but go to like a gauge or something get yourself a, a nice pair of hefty you know flip-flops but it's a good heft you know because this is what you're gonna do you're gonna go down there tish with brandon put your uh, take your flip-flops off and you know, bury those feet in the sand and take that flip and you can fling that thing and you're probably gonna hit somebody in florida just you're gonna hit them right in the face because it's just you're so close to florida you don't even have to you don't even have to put any effort into it just take off that flip-flop wham just fling that thing and You'll smack somebody and they'll be like, hey, what's this all about? And you're like, I own Nick Cage's Island. I could do whatever I want. And that's just the truth about the, ma the, the matter there. Uh, yes. You could do whatever you want. And if anyone says anything, if anyone's like, hey, Tish, <laughs> you can't be flinging flip-flops at people in Florida. That's not, it's, it's a tongue twister and it's just plain rude. You can say, hey, uh, take it up with Nick. All right. Because yeah. it's Nick Cage's Island. It, it will be yours, obviously. We're going to work this deal out. It's 7.5 million, which you know is a lot, but Brandon works on the bookmobile and I know he's good for it. So, and if he's not good for it, honestly, we were at this party with Brandon and he was sitting right next to me and even we, we went to leave and my wife, I, I'm not kidding you, stood up and looked at me and said, he is the coolest guy I've ever met. And I said, yes, isn't he? You know? Yeah. So, I mean, if anything, cool Brandon can uh, finesse Nick Cage or at least work out some kind of system where they have a beer together and the, you at least like, get half off. Hey, I'll give you a $50 bill right yeah. now. I mean, Nick is going to be uh, just, you know, jumping to be friends with Brandon because anyone would. And uh, that's going to get some money off there on your island. And then you'll have a, you not only will you get Nick Cage's island, but you'll get it cheaper than you would have if you just went through a broker. So, Tish, this is for you. There you Nick go, Cage. Tish. 
That's right. Okay. And invite us. And invite us, yeah. It'd be better than if, if you got it than Dorothy Nine. Because um, we don't know. We don't know Dorothy. Um, I think that we would be able to work out a deal with you where we could take at least one cottage and set up a little uh, recording an booth in there. production you know? center. Uh, I mean, we could fit at least some equipment into a cottage. And yeah. it, we would keep it away from things. If you wanted to have, you know, your alone time or if you wanted to have the other cottages for, like, family or, or if you want to you could start a resort, there's Bot K. It's just south of Leaf K. They are setting up a resort there and, and some golf. Uh, if you wanted to do the same, I don't see why you can't. Uh, I don't see any. There's no listing saying you can't put a golf course on Leaf K. It's, it's yours now, Tish, or it will be. Uh, Tish K can have all the golf at once. If, if that's what you want, by all means, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stay off to the side with our little recording cabin. Uh, we, we won't bother you. No, no. We jump will... on, you got to jump on Tish K. I mean, that's Tish K. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. And if it doesn't work, honestly, if, you know, or hey, this is even better, Tish. Name it Tish K and then parlay that whole owning Nick Cage's island into a cosmetics empire because Tish K, very, very, if it doesn't work out, you can sell whatever you want. Uh, under the Tish K name, be like, hey, I, I owned Nick Cage's Island. And that'll give you a lot of clout, I think. Oh, these, these These uh, mothers, these homeowners, these these uh, ladies who are at home all day waiting and, and praying for some Tupperware will be like, oh, my God, did, did you hear that Tish owns Nick Cage's Island? She does, I know she sells the – what does Tish sell? Doesn't she make stuff? She does. Um, hold on. I don't want to butcher this. Tish makes stuff and, and, you know. I'm going to promote your business, Tish. Yes. Eclectic Jane. Eclectic Jane, that's right. What yes. A beautiful name for a business. Yes. Too. And she made, I just have to point out, um, she makes these bookmarks that are really cool. They're a fabric, but there's a pocket in the corner and you just slide the page up into the pocket and it's just this fabric oh. bookmark. And it's really, they're that really cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. They're really cool. But she does all kinds of things. I know she's making t shirts and stuff yeah. now. So definitely go check out Eclectic Jane. Yeah. And, um, you know, as far as I as far as I know, I really I haven't looked into this. I don't know if you can rename islands. So you know, at least the, the name photographer, the you name Tish K is out there, and it's uh, as far as I know, it's it's free to own Tish. Yeah, jump on that. If she could have her business. You could run it out of, out of Leaf K. Out of Leaf K. Um, they, they have to have at least some kind of. You can build a tower there for yeah. for something. Radio, radio. <laughs> for, get that We're radio signal back, back to the fifties. Yeah, get a good FM signal there on 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 Tish K. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna run some AM over here. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay, so, I just realized I sound like Minnie Mouse when I laugh. You know what? <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Um, but I just heard it. All right, the bear. The bear. Um, well, I think we have time for. I just want to mention one thing that's been annoying me lately, and that is, uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw this out there and call it food news. Food news. Food news. The the Aunt Jemima caved to yes. uh, to people saying, "Oh, Aunt Jemima is racist," and named their company Pearl Milling Company, which in itself sounds ridiculous, but. This is the thing. This is the thing. If you watch the commercial, it's like all, it's a homey, like, oh, can you make some pancakes? We're here at Pearl Milling Company. We love you. Pearl like, Milling? Pearl Milling Company. Milling. Pearl Milling. Pearl Milling Company. So they, they have that homey commercial, but in the corner of the screen, it says same, same taste, uh, same Aunt Jemima flavor. And it's a little picture of Aunt Jemima. Now, my thinking is this, and this is what pisses me off. If, if you were a company that was being labeled as racist and you want to distance yourself entirely from that image so much so that you're changing the name of your company why in blue perfect hell would you have a a little clip in a little logo in the in the corner of your commercial reminding <laughs> everyone 
hey, we're a pro milling company, but we used to be Aunt Jemima. Like, so if you're at the store, right, isn't the first thing you're going to think like pro milling company, oh, they used to be Aunt Jemima, right? You're, the first thing you're going to do is associate them with the company they're trying to leave behind. Why would you remind everyone? Exactly. That makes no sense. It's idiotic. Why did they even have to like <laughs> brand themselves in yeah, any way? Like, I, just come up with a new thing. But, and I, but I, you that. know, hey, changing it to promo company, that's fine. It's stupid, but it's fine. I'm just saying, and on the commercial, it should just be pro milling company. It shouldn't even look like Aunt Jemima. No. So that if people were like, hey, pro milling company, didn't you used to be the racist? No, no, we were never racist. Well, who's Aunt Jemima? Like, that's what she should be doing. Do you notice? But, I mean, this is just me. I feel like they went from one racist thing to the next. They named themselves Pearl. Yeah. The whitest gem in the <laughs> yeah. ocean. Yeah. It's like, what's, what's, what's not black? A pearl. Hey. <laughs> what in the world? Stupid. God. Now they're even more racist. Because, you know, on I don't know if you look at the Aunt Jemima logo, but there's the lady, Aunt Jemima, but the Aunt Jemima has within it its own little logo of like a, yeah. I think it's like a water wheel or it something. Is, yeah. Yeah. So the Pearl Milling Company's logo is just that water wheel and it's red too, just like Aunt Jemima. So they only, all they did was get rid of lady's face and name. So they still have the little logo. They're just Pearl Milling Company. So they, I mean, me, it's just a 38 year old guy who knew Aunt Jemima as a brand, whatever, but I if, you were going to say I knew her if, as a child. Yeah. Oh yeah. She, she was my mammy. No, <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> Um, they, they get rid of that. No more Aunt Jemima, but everything else is right there in your face. Like, you you know, any astute person who even once had Aunt Jemima pancakes or, or syrup is going to know what this mill looks like. And like I said, it's right in the corner of the screen. It's right there. It's, I don't, but don't worry, people. Now we mill pearls. But yeah, we're, yeah, now we mill pearls. That's right. And we crush them up and you get to eat them as pancakes. Yeah, that's yeah. great. We there's now chunks of pearl in your syrup. <laughs> it's so moronic. It is. Uh, oh man. Oh my god. Yeah. So that was. I I think I, since we Screw are you, a, a, a food, uh, our name comes from food. A, a, yeah, and an absurd food news bit. We should. I, I, Dawn and me the other day. We should have a food news. Not every day, but a segment where we just yeah. if something idiotic every comes day. about. You know, if, every, 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 not every other. Not week. every show, but like if something idiotic is happening, like like for our milling company, we should be like, hey, food news. What the cuss is this about, man? Man, I just real quick. I'm reading Agatha Christie because okay. I'm like 80. Um. And today, <laughs> no, I, if you're reading Jessica Fletcher, then you're you're eight. No, okay, no Jessica Fletcher. That's my grandma. I'm reading Agatha. Christie. I love murder. She wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I Jessica did. can solve this crime. I don't know. That should be the um, title of this <laughs> next episode. Jessica can solve yeah, this crime. That's my old lady. I don't do a lot of voices, but I, I, I try to do absurd things like 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 this is <laughs> this uh, is my Hey, yo, wait. <laughs> He's kind of, he's kind of whining. He's just kind of fucking you. Yeah, that's. Uh, I just do stupid things like that. John Travolta. Yeah. Anyways, I was reading an Agatha just Christie. Just a good self-describe. No, Hercule Poirot. Poirot can definitely solve the crime, Poirot. but you know. I, um, but I, I was reading the end of the Big Four. That's the name of the book. Okay. And is this available on Hoopla? It is available on Hoopla and Libby, ebook okay. and audiobook version. There you are, folks. Yep. Use your library. Yes. Hoopla, Libby, great resource. Use it or lose it. Use it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and, hey, you know, every 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 uh, voting season when it says, hey, do you want to vote for this library levy? But folks, if you don't vote for that levy, you don't have a library. So vote so for that levy. Yeah. Use your money. So you use don't it or lose, lose it. your That's library. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> that's not self that's, that's not shameless self-promotion on my part because I get paid by the library levy. No. That's me saying that, honestly, like the director told me one time, the old, old director, mm-hmm. if if we lose the levy, we you, you got a few months tops and then bye-bye library. So yeah, it's very levy. important. Um, it's a very important resource, I think. Voting so. in general is important. Vote, voting, folks. Voting vote. is important. Yeah. Vote. Um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I was reading this Agatha Christie novel, The Big Four, and it's never been used in the book. But today, an hour before I get here, I read a line that says, what the cuss, man? (laughs) I was like, nah, I didn't read that. So I'm also, you know, I told you before I listened to the audiobooks, too. So I found that section in the audiobooks. (laughs) God, they even said cuss back in like the 20s and 30s. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to to live up to, to being dad, man. And one of those things is is probably, I would assume, not Cursing. swearing like a dirty sailor because that's mm-hmm. what I want to do every day. And um, I, I just, for the sake of my child, I'm going to try to stop uh, mm-hmm. and be a better dad man. And uh, I think I've covered this pretty well, though. I, I uh, Any craving Amanda has, I, I nail it. You know, we, we're on that. But I'm little things like, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if left to my own devices, I'm... I will cuss like a sailor and uh, take anyone down with me, but uh, I feel like I should stop doing that. So mm. I'm trying to say more with the cuss <laughs> or something along those lines. I mean, that makes it funnier, but I, I don't know. There's just something about saying curse words that adds power behind a statement. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, or humor or, you know. it. One of my favorite things, we, we just finished watching Breaking Bad. We watched it all the way through. And one of my favorite things in the world is just Aaron Paul as Jesse Pinkman saying bitch in the right context because he does he now every single time he nails it and he just he just he's able to say bitch and it's just perfect every time and they always they always put it at the right right spot those we're watching better call Saul right now and those shows are just they are perfectly written they are all of both of those shows perfectly written stephanie had Um, watched it in uh breaking bad and she was appalled that i had never watched it so we watched it and then a few the whole See, or uh, the whole, what the f***? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're trying to say cuss now, but what the f***? See, that, that, that's where you were, that's where a cuss, uh, a cuss word, just, she used, that was perfect. It was just, it's, it, it, that all the meaning, all the power, what was she feeling in that moment? Oh, you know what she was <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but, but I don't know. Speaking, never mind, you know, we're going to forget about that. I'll leave that in okay. there. Um, but speaking of cussing and cussing. this wonderful TV show. Oh, there. my God. It's, it's so, it was so good that I, I, it's only eight episodes. And I know, I'm so sad. They're, they're short. They're roughly half an hour, mm-hmm. uh, give or take. About 28 minutes. But it's about uh, this guy named Carmi who his brother kills himself and leaves behind the family restaurant. And Carmi takes it upon himself to save the restaurant mm-hmm. from failing. And in he, Chicago. In Chicago. It's, and it's Jeremy Allen White, who was, for me, the best part of Shameless. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, he Great was, actor. He was Philip. He was the the, the oldest brother. Uh, the best. I mean, honestly, I watched that show until the very end, even though I, at points I didn't want to. Emmy Rosen was just annoying. She whined and she slept with everyone. Everyone. 
Like I was alarmed at, at just how much the sex just disappeared from that show when she left. But anyway, uh, he played Philip, oldest brother on that show. And for my money, like at the end of the show where uh, they're just like, Lip, you were always a father to mm-hmm. us. Because for anyone who hasn't seen Shane was Frank, the, yeah. the patriarch of the family who just spends the whole show drunk. He eventually dies. Weren't the they end. also in Chicago? Yes, they were in yeah. Southside Chicago, which I, I didn't look this up. I was mainly looked this up, but I didn't see if maybe there was a shameless bear connection to the, uh, other, other than Jeremy Allen. Maybe White, that's but. him like coming out of college or once he finally gets know, his yeah. act together. I mean, he, but he plays a, a, a pretty much the, the world's best chef. And he, so he gets to this, what amounts to be a, a sandwich shop in mm-hmm. downtown Chicago. And he decides to run it like a French kitchen. And so, uh, I, in my past, I've always worked in kitchens or bakeries, and I've worked in two restaurants where it was run as a French kitchen. And so when I watch the show, it is a lo- alarmingly accurate. It's perfectly accurate. Went to, uh, I guess I went to a, a, I guess what you would call a, progress, a progressive high school. Mm-hmm. My high school literally had classes where the teacher and everyone else sat on beanbags. I mean, that's the kind of school I went oh, to. Like, you know, not everybody, cool. not every class, but there was my poetry teacher. It's, it's all beanbags, man. You relax. And you read poetry. Uh, but I, at this, in this school I went to, uh, in the morning, we did core learning. Mm-hmm. And so I did all math, social, you know, all that that uh, social studies, English, whatever, for a couple hours. And then uh, at the middle of the day, you went to a vocational college, which I honestly can't remember. And I spent the rest of my day learning culinary arts for two years. And then the second two years, I studied baking. And so then I come to West Virginia and they have nothing like that. No. And I just, I do my college thing and I bumble here and there. I go, you know, wherever the road takes me. But I ended up working, I've always worked in restaurants or kitchens or bakeries until pretty much until here. I mean, I worked at Disney for a while and stuff like that. But watching this show, it just, it was immediate that it's very accurate mm-hmm. and very, very well done. I mean, oh, exceptional. Yes. Well, I read how I heard about the show. I was just scrolling through Facebook and I read a opinion article in the New York times. And this, the guy that wrote it was saying that it was so stressful and anxiety driven for him that he, he watched the first three episodes and then realized like I'm having a panic (laughs) attack. So I have to watch one episode a day. He likened it to uncut gems. I don't know if you've ever watched it, but uncut gems is a very anxiety driven movie there. It is nonstop from the beginning. I didn't feel that as, I mean, obviously that's like anxiety driven because so much shit happens in that show and you're just yeah. like, oh my God. And you, you, you start to like really dislike certain characters, but then by the end you love them because you realize these people have been yeah. some shit. And it's, like, and it's, I mean, to me, that is the experience of being in a French kitchen and you, mm-hmm. you, there's always, nowadays you would have maybe, um, they'd call them back of house managers. Or, yeah. Right. So you have front of house and that's usually the person who runs the waiters mm-hmm. and the, you know, register and stuff. Then you have a back of house manager and it would usually be whoever runs the kitchen. I uh-huh. mean, and, and in, in a French kitchen, that person's called the CDC, the, the chef de cuisine. Mm-hmm. And that person, not the actual CDC. But- yeah, no, <laughs> not the CDC. <laughs> if the CDC is running your kitchen, get out. Something very wrong is happening <laughs> in that place that even Gordon Ramsay can't fix. No, uh, but the CDC, uh, if in a French kitchen, the CDC has a lot more control, and they typically they will either, depending on how they come into the restaurant, they will remake the menu or they will retool the menu to be more along the lines of stuff that they know how to cook, mm-hmm. uh, stuff that they've worked. 
worked with, you know, that sells well is whatever, uh, in your typical back of house, like guy who runs a kitchen, they don't really have stuff like that going on, but yeah, at a French kitchen, you are given the title of chef, depending on what Mm -hmm. uh, section of the kitchen you're in and what your specialty is. I was always a chef de patisserie. I was, I was always a bakery chef. I made cakes, cookies, dough, lots of dough, pizza doughs. I make big giant bats of dough. Like like Marcus in the show, that big giant mixer that smokes and eventually blows the the power in the, in the restaurant. I worked with one of those every single day, making giant bats of dough. And uh, it is just, and yeah, yeah. I had a little nook, you know, with all my stuff there, with all my uh, baking all supplies. my baking supplies. But you were extended the title of chef as a courtesy, mm-hmm. and the chef de cuisine, of course, is chef. And there's always a sous chef, usually sous chef, which is Sydney in the show. Mm-hmm. The girl who plays Sydney, she's the essentially the sous chef of the restaurant, and the sous usually has a lot of responsibility. The, the, the CDC, the, the CDC is kind of like what you see in in the show. As Joel McHale always plays the perfect prick, always. Yes. And he, for briefly, he is Carmi's CDC at Noma, which is the Norwegian uh, school for cooking, you know. But Joel McHale plays that beautifully, where they're just, they're on you, and they're they're hovering over your shoulder. And I was telling my wife, like, you know, and you can ask Amanda, we have a very tiny kitchen that is probably no bigger than this booth. It's a very small kitchen, and I do everything in the kitchen. But even so, if I feel her behind me, I'll yell behind, or I'll, (laughs) I'll yell corner, or knife in the sink. You always announce knife in the sink. Like so, even you today, yourself, right? yeah. yeah, even today, I, 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 I still operate as though I'm in a French kitchen because it was ingrained in me for so long that that is how you do things. I think so. for our next episode, we should do a podcast and record you. <laughs> just we'll just set up a camera in your kitchen. Record me uh, making a cake or something. Yes, uh, and you're screaming around the kitchen. <laughs> Streaming uh, behind, yeah, behind and corner, like those things that you hear them yell in the, the show. You have to because, like, it, it does it gets loud, but it's also people are moving. The thing about working in the French kitchen is that everyone has an assignment, mm-hmm. so you're it's it looks chaotic, but it's less so in that you know that now you're supposed to be here cooking this in ten right. minutes when that's while that's on the stove, you're here doing this, and each person knows or should know where they're supposed to be. So it, it does begin to work like near the end of the show where it's very more, a lot more fluid, more yeah. streamlined. Yeah. yeah. But that was my experience uh, for a long time is being in a kitchen just like that and being uh, yelled at and someone would always make family. And uh, uh, family is when usually if not a new person then, and uh, each person will take a, a turn either cooking something that they like, like uh-huh. something that they're more comfortable with preparing or a special from the menu and it's always before you start the big rush everyone sits down everyone oh, eats spaghetti yeah and okay. or uh i know sydney makes like the pork rib at one yes. point and it's just it's either it's to show what you can do and thus show to the cdc what you could do or to show everybody what the special on the menu is so that if everyone's like oh i see the special the prime rib what is that like you can from experience you can immediately tell them what the special is like how it's prepared you know so like that so So a lot goes into making family yes it can be a different it can be different yeah and it's it's usually something that would happen in a french kitchen not always Uh, a lot of places tend to do it uh just before the rush so you know like they did it at the end or well maybe not i think they did it before they opened but then the last one 
Oh no, they did it. They did it when he made the spaghetti. They did yeah. that before they opened because that was that yeah. was when he it found was, the money. It was perfect. Yeah, I mean it, the the whole show is just it's is a struggle to to like in the beginning. Uh, the guy who plays Richie, I don't remember his name, but he was yeah. in Nosferatu, and, yeah. and I just loved him in Nosferatu. But he's like, you don't know what you're doing here, Carmi. Like you don't belong here. This is how we do things. And he's like, you know, he doesn't even voice it. He just knows that he has a way that could be better. Yeah. And he, it could really be something. It, it, yes, it's a nice family restaurant, but, you know, like he can really make it something powerful in that town, especially. Well, yeah, especially and, I, it's yeah. well known. It's been there for a long time. It's in debt. It's getting yeah, ready it's to very be much shut debt. down. Uh, Oliver Platt being his mm-hmm. uh, pseudo uncle, I guess, is what yep. he, I mean, friends of his father, but he's kind of like I'm he's the guy who, who lends the money. <laughs> yeah, he's got this kind of like a loan shark. You know, his name is Jimmy Cicero. Like he's got a mafia thing kind of. Yeah. About him, you know, and he does that really well. He does it really well. And uh, I just, I, I loved it. I, I binged it uh, in, in an afternoon. I just mm-hmm. could not stop. I just thought it was brilliant. And then I, my wife came home and I'm like, I, you know, I know you're not really into certain things I watch, uh, but because she didn't like Shameless because of all the trampiness of, <laughs> of Emma Watson's, uh, or Emma, no, Emma, Emma, Emma Watson. Watson, that's from Emmy, <laughs> Emmy, what is her name? Emmy Rossum. Emmy Rossum's character in that yeah. show, uh, Fiona, she was very trampy. And so and every, then what happens with the neighbors? That gets super creepy. Yeah, I mean, the, the only, that, that was the best part of the, the, the final episode uh, William H. Macy finally dies mm-hmm. and he, he floats up to heaven and he's watching everyone go about their lives without him and knowing that they're going to be okay Yeah. Uh, now that he's gone. But he makes a point of saying the, the neighbors, B and Kevin, yeah. he's like, you were always just butting into our lives. I really didn't like you. And you're like, exactly. There's no point to them to be there. All they do is butt into the lives of the Gallaghers and cause drama and mischief. And it's like, you don't need to be here. No. Anytime they would cut to the V Kevin storyline, I just thought these people are morons. I don't care. You know? Which was probably meant to be that way. Yeah. You know, that's but, always some kind of side story. Going yes. On. The bear, the other article I read talked about the type of shows and movies that, what's his name? Jeremy Allen. White. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy Allen White. Allen. Jer- Allen. <laughs> I said Ellen. Jer- Jeremy Allen White. Yeah, he's, Jeremy uh, Al- he's not sure yet. No. Um, Allen. Yeah. Jeremy Allen White. He always plays in the, he plays these characters that are very wounded in a sense very yeah. you know hurt but rough around the edges a little dirty but yeah but he you know uh, another thing is my, my wife doesn't like john bernthal at all oh. she mostly because of shane from walking dead she hates the character yeah. of shane and bernthal really if you watch anything bernthal he does tend to be a little one-dimensional yeah the uh, only thing i really ever liked him in was the punisher because mm-hmm. he would just lose his mind and just start yelling and killing everybody and i thought bernthal that's perfect for you man you finally found it. That's your that's your niche. Uh, so in this show, he plays Michael. He plays Carmi's older brother, who is the mm-hmm. one who kills himself. And you only see him for maybe two episodes. Yeah, uh, it's not it's not much. So my one of the draws when I was telling Amanda about the show, I was like, "And you're gonna like the fact that John Bernthal is in the show, but he's dead." And so that was a draw for yeah. her because she doesn't like him. But um, I think the kicker for me was when. I can't remember the character's name. The friend, the the guy that's running the restaurant. Richie? Yeah. Yeah. When he finds the the envelope. Yeah. And he's and so he, close, you know, to giving it to him, and then and then at the end, you know, when he yeah, opens it, and you he's reading that. Even you are like, what? Really? Yeah. And that's all you had to say. And then the fact that 
And, and you know, and he puts the he finds the envelope, which is, it ends up being Michael's last words, essentially, because mm-hmm. he just kills himself and he doesn't say a word to anyone. The rest so, of so they're all yeah, they're all like, why did he do it? And you never know. And so Richie finds this envelope and he's like, I'm I'm gonna let Carmi find it on his own. Mm-hmm. And, but he ends up saying in the end, like I hid, I didn't give it to you because if I gave it to you, then that would mean that Mikey is really dead. Yeah, and so emotional. you realize yeah. what his motivations finally are in this this act. But yeah, it's it's the it is the recipe for the family spaghetti that he is being told over and over again. You should make the spaghetti. He's like spaghetti won't work here, and in the end, he's like finally fine. To hell with it. I'll just make the spaghetti and fi- it opens the cans of uh, tomato sauce and inside the cans it rolls of money which is another another kicker because early on in the show he's complaining to them he's like why the hell do you have all these eight yeah, ounce they're, cans they're all of going out sauce. to this same company and the, yep. the company is putting the money in the tomato sauce yep. and sending it back to him uh and I, I guess we'll get more into that in the second season it, you know, it yeah. leaves it open and it's, it leaves it open beautifully in that he kind of you know, uh, there's this big blow up at the end of the show where it gets really busy and he loses it. And it, it Marcus, the baker, mm-hmm. who's trying to perfect donuts, which I, I feel for him because it's really hard. Yes. Man. It's really hard to perfect those donuts. He's trying to perfect donuts and he gets yelled at by Carmi and ends up leaving. But Sydney, the sous chef, also ends up leaving. And that, to me, was one of the best parts was that at the end, you see that Sydney and Marcus are hanging out together at her apartment. And she's just making food for him. And it's like, and you know, the, it, there's a hint of, uh, uh, of them liking each other, but yeah, it's not a little fully, bit of flirtation. And yeah, it's, it, yeah. it's perfect. It's, it's a perfect little bit that's like they could easily get together in the next season. And that would be great because they're, they're so good for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they both have a passion for food. And Marcus spent, and there's a moment where Marcus spends, they open on him and he's watching this woman make donuts for this donut shop and just how beautiful they are. And like that, to me, that's what, when I was a baker, I mean, or I I am a baker, I guess, but to me, that's what I would do. I would be, uh, there was this place in Cincinnati when I lived there called Buskin and they, they made donuts and I just love just walking by a Buskin and just the smell, but also like watching those guys fill donuts and just put them in a window. It's great, man. But, um, I can't, yeah, (laughs) I can't make donuts. Really? Yeah, um, I can buy them and eat them though. I, you know, I, I, I just, I always cooked mm-hmm. uh, to get by. I, it, it's a job that anyone could do. Um, I was, I kind of had to leave college for a number of my financial, my financial aid got taken away. And I never found out why. I was close to graduating the review, and uh, you know, when you don't have that paper and you don't know what to do, you just you find work. Like I didn't, I didn't have rich parents. I didn't have a, a plan B. I just, you know, and so I, from the time I left college or even during, I worked through college. Yeah. I worked through college working at places like DPDO, like making calzones. You yeah, know, I bet you made my, my calzone Probably. when I was drunk at 3 a.m. Probably, yeah. Yep. Uh, that 3 a.m. I'd, I'd be, you know, rolling out dough and making calzones. I mean, that's what I did. And I went, and I went to college the next day, went to school, mm. I went to class the next day. So even through college, I was working at different places, but I always found a job in a kitchen or a bakery. And so always something I could do. And, and, you know, and and whether it was knowledge I gained in high school, Mm -hmm. you know, just using that later. I mean, I've done everything from make pasta from scratch, which is really, (laughs) really hard to do, really hard to do. Or, you know, making cakes like here and making cakes from scratch. I mean, just that's what I would do. I would whip up big vats of batter and just make cakes or big or just a big giant 
uh, tub of dough and I would just cut and roll dough for hours just to the point where my wrists just were going to fall off the ache so much. You just cut and roll and you put it in the in the proofer and in the morning you can have pizza. And you can have pizza. But the night before you have to make dough and it's got to proof overnight, you know. Before you There's can a have process. Pizza. Yeah. So yeah. I would always do that kind of stuff. And, you know, so today, now, uh, I just cook for my wife, really. I mean, I do the cooking at home or the baking in this, in the case of her. She, wa- she specifically wanted a banana cake with chocolate chips and peanut butter frosting. That's what she wanted. And I, like I said, I didn't want to give her like that, that imitation yeah, flavor, you flavor, know, like artificial. I, I wanted to make an actual banana cake with banana flavor and a nice, good, because whenever you get the tub of frosting, the, the Duncan Hines or whatever it is, it's it's never enough. I mean, even for the box yeah. cake mix, the two layers that you get, to me, it's never enough. It's, I you, have a you, trick for that. You can only do a thin... I have a trick for that. So I, I've never. Why two? Yeah. <laughs> on there. Well, I mean, I don't know if you eat this, but okay. So I've, I have to preface this with, I've never cooked in a kitchen. I grew up learning from my grandmother and my great grandmother, mm. grandma food. I love grandma. I mean, I, it, it may not be beautiful on the plate, but that, that shit is hitting <laughs> yeah. in the tummy. So my grandma, a couple years ago for Christmas, the gift she gave me was a cookbook that she hand wrote all of my favorite recipes that she made. That's amazing. And then for every recipe, she wrote a little memory of her and I or something like, for instance, she makes macaroni and stewed tomatoes. And I love macaroni that's, and stewed that's, tomatoes. That's very good. And yeah. she, she said, well, you know, in like her little notes in there is, you know how you and I eat it. You got to have a peanut butter sandwich. So I have all these recipes and then I've, I've switched some of those recipes up so she left space in there so I could have her recipe and my recipe next to it of how I make that same food. Yeah. So Stephanie teases me a lot and she's like, gosh, you cook like a grandma. And I'm like, yes, I cook comfort food. Yeah. It is. I could cook you a Southern meal. Well, in the, in the show, you know, when, when Carmi goes home, he's making like, you know, grilled cheese. And yeah. I mean, like, and that's, that's the thing. Most people think like, even, and I even, I even had these misconceptions when I started working in, uh, especially my first French kitchen. And they're saying, you are a chef at patisserie. And I'm like, I'm, I'm a chef. And he's, yeah. And it, just like Carmi says, it, explains it like it's a, sh- a sign of respect mm-hmm. and i'm not only giving you courtesy here but i'm 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 imbuing you with the knowledge of a chef i'm not going to talk down to you yeah i'm not going to insult your intelligence you are a pastry chef and i was told that point blank you are now a pastry chef and so you don't you, you don't have to think like oh i didn't go to all that schooling yeah you, know, you can just be like i am a pastry and you, you do you suddenly have the confidence of knowing like i can make this cake and it will turn out okay i I know what I'm doing. And like in times like this, like, of course, I kind of worried about it because it's my wife's birthday cake. You know, you want it to be perfect. But, you know, a chef uh, really, even uh, the best chefs, seriously, they go home and the first thing they do is mac and cheese oh, and yeah. soup you, who and a sandwich cook like, all day yeah really i mean cooked all day you you can make something as elaborate as a, as a as a cake and then just go home and just that's and and that's my first thought was like that is what chefs do mm-hmm. you know you they don't, don't, eat you don't have to have cook. the frills yeah. yeah i mean when i do cook i do tend to put flair on everything and mm-hmm. it's just when you do work in a french kitchen and the cdc you you, you do every dish you make is presented to, to the CDC before it goes to whoever ordered it. Right? <laughs> so if you even something, if you make a salad and it, you know, the greenery isn't placed right, the CDC will throw that salad away and you will make a new one and it goes out once it's approved. <laughs> so you, and, and yes, you do waste food, but you learn very quickly that presentation is key. It's you know, key. And so you, eventually you do come to a point where it's every 
piece of greenery is placed perfectly. Now the right amounts are using, you don't, so you're not you're not weighing everything. Right. You just take this and that's it. You're eyeing this is exactly how I need. Yeah, and a lot of my problem is today is that since my sense of taste has been damaged, a lot of the times I can only judge how things come out correctly by sight, mm-hmm. by seeing the cake layers rise, or by smell. I, I I can smell it when it comes out of the oven and know that I need more time. It's a weird it's a weird thing to be able to do. Well, but they say when you lose one sense, yeah, the rest of but the like food. a lot of dishes uh, that. We eat, we eat a lot of Indian and I, I do, we're vegetarian. So a lot of the, I make everything with tofu or fake meat of some kind and, and a lot of Indian stuff because it's vegetarian, you it's know, very vegetarian. And it's very easy. Uh, I'll have to judge, is this where I want it to be seasoning wise by how it smells? Cause I won't be able to tell. You won't uh, be able taste. to and it's, it's, uh, it's a, it's a drag. One of, the, I would say. Yeah, one of the things that sucks about my particular condition. Um, and, well, in closing, I will share with you how I make my cake. Okay. And you can, I am no pastry chef, but That's you will good. be amazed by. I, I love the Southern cooking too. My, my grandfather, one of his cast iron skillets. I use mine all the and, time. Yep. And I, I use it. I mean, I, when I make cornbread, you can, anyone can easily take those jiffy boxes. And if it's, if it's how you yes. want to do it, you do it. Take those jiffy boxes and you can put them in any skillet you want to but me personally i make my grandfather's cornbread recipe and it's from scratch that cake has eggs and buttermilk in it i mean some things i I am a vegetarian but if it comes down to it and i I really want something to be perfect and it's how i know it you're gonna make yeah so my cornbread is a honey cornbread Mm. made from my grandfather in the cast in the cast iron with eggs and butter and and ground cornmeal and that's how i do it i uh, i have to say i'm very proud of myself i can make a gordon ramsay filet mignon yeah with the with the brown pan sauce i do it in my cast iron because that's the best you know i i uh cook it for a couple minutes on one side Mm -hmm. flip it over add butter spoon yeah throw that sucker in the oven it's good stuff yes this is is what you're listening for oh my god i know we got to the end of the show but this is yeah, what you're listening is, for the food porn, and this, this is it right here. Oh, it's amazing. And I the first time I did it, I, I probably couldn't nail it again like I did the first time, mm-hmm. but I bought all of the ingredients. And it was a super expensive meal, but I bought it, and I was so, I was like, oh, God, as soon as these steaks came out of the oven, I knew I had to get them out of the pan, put them on a plate, and vent them so that they wouldn't continue cooking. And then you you have to, it's like an art. You're making this pan sauce, and you have to use all the, the stuff that's left in the pan, yeah. and you're it's like it's eight pats of butter, but you add one pat of butter like every 15 seconds it's like oh are, you, are you using like actual butter or uh, like a an oleo no like i use an, an actual okay. an actual unsalted so you're, butter you're doing like actual brown butter here. i'm yes actual brown yes. butter that's, and i made that brown butter is tricky but it's worth it oh, it's beautiful thought, yeah i thought you know i'm gonna i drizzled it over the steaks and i'm like man i'm this is gonna be awful and stephanie <laughs> and i took a bite of that and Holy shit is all I can say. I was like, there's no way I made that. It was amazing. Um, Zoe, who is the hardest person to please, was like, oh, my God. I mean, she ate an entire steak to herself, wow. <laughs> which was, you know, it made yeah. me feel good because I'm like, oh, my God. You know, I actually made something <laughs> that was Southern or whatever, you know. Uh-huh. But anyways, my cake. So I always take a box cake and because I can't make anything from scratch when it comes <laughs> to that kind of stuff. But I make it mine. So everything. You, that, yeah. You, anyone. You can always doctor. A yes. Cake. Yes. Because technically your you've got yeah. your ingredients. Technically, you've got your base there and it's your flavor or whatever. And I'll I'll give everyone a very quick secret to box cake mixes in that you can omit 
both the eggs and the oil, replace the oil, the amount of oil, the one-fourth cup oh, or whatever it is, replace that. that with mayonnaise. Oh, and mayonnaise. That's all you need. The box cake mix and the mayonnaise in place of your oil because oh. mayonnaise is whipped eggs whipped and eggs, oil. Yes. That's all it is. That's so a, well, it, I might do that in place. It gives you a, 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 tang, a slightly tangy, moist cake. cake? And, you know. Oh, see. So anyone, if you're, if you're pressed, you're like, I want to make this cake and I don't have... I don't have eggs. eggs or oil. Boom. Just throw some mayonnaise in it. Yep. Okay, because what I do, I Throw always add... toasters and tartlets out there. Toasters and tartlets. Listen oh. to Yam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you toasters and tartlets out there. Listen to Yam. I really hope people are like out there jogging, like listening to this, going, While yeah. we're talking about cakes. <laughs> the bear, I dig it. The bear. Yeah, and just jogging away. You you go, you. You go I chase that giant Pop-Tart. You do it. <laughs> We know that that'll be our next image. But anyway, I don't use mayonnaise. I use one extra egg. Mm -hmm. You never go by the eggs that's on there. It's not enough. Uh, Well, the box cake mixes? Yeah. It always says, it says two jumbo eggs. Mm -hmm. I don't buy jumbo eggs because I don't find jumbo eggs in the store. Yeah, who's who's got jumbo eggs? So I throw three regular eggs in there. Instead of the oil, uh, same amount, but melted butter. Okay. I add a package of pudding, dry pudding mix, and then I add just a tiny bit of Eagle brand milk, just a tiny bit. Uh, and then I'm trying to think, what is what is the other ingredient? You just said it. Eggs. Oil, eggs. No, that's it. That's all you add yeah. is the oil and eggs. I was thinking of brownie mix. Um, so, yeah, I just add the... And, yeah. and But the kick... But, the ingredient that keeps that cake fresh for seven days is sour cream. So right okay. before, in and a, I, yeah, in the cake, cake mix. mix, yeah, in a box cake mix. So you're going to use vanilla pudding mix, one extra egg, melted butter, a little bit of Eagle brand milk and sour cream. And then how I expand my icing, no matter what icing you get, add peanut butter and honey to it. It is, it is delicious. Absolutely delicious. So I made Stephanie a vanilla cake with all of those ingredients. I added some chocolate chips and then I got a chocolate Duncan Hines and then I added peanut butter and I added honey. To the frosting. To the frosting. Okay. And it made it really fluffy. I whipped mm. it. And yeah. It really, yeah. I mean, I'm no chef by any means, but this is just tricks that my grandma, you know, little things that she used to do. And I'm like, why can't I add all of that into the cake? So those little things like the mayonnaise, um, mm-hmm. I, a little thing like that, or um, any any cake mix, whether this be boxed or or from scratch uh if you have like if this is like after thanksgiving or something you have a, a big vat of mashed potatoes mm-hmm. take two or three spoons of mashed potatoes and just put it in the cake mix i know that sounds weird but those mashed potatoes will add a lot of moisture to your cake so if you're coming out with dry you cakes want, right you're going to get a very moist cake and it's it's yeah it's, it's really good mashed potatoes especially just plain mashed potatoes they're not going to have a lot of flavor mm-hmm. that's you know going to take away if you put like uh, sweet potatoes, you're going to get some flavoring <laughs> from that. You know, you can do it if you want to, yeah, but yeah. Um, those are just little things. Sweet that, potato carrot cake. Yeah. When I was um, working in kitchens, I was, when I was 14, I worked at this place called Al's American Grill and it was just a, just a Mar- American style food. Stupid. Anything that her name was Mary Cox, anything she wanted to make, she would make. And I would, uh, I wouldn't go home. I would just hang out after work and Mary would teach me, taught me how to make cakes, oh, taught wow. me how to, to separate my eggs. That's why I separate wow. my eggs. Uh, it's, you don't have have to do it that way. I just, that's how I do it. You separate egg yolks from egg whites, mm-hmm. use the egg yolks to make your batter as mm-hmm. planned. At the end, you whip your egg whites to peaks and then you fold yep. that into your batter. So, and she said it, it gave you extra lift. I mean, and you can look it up right now on Google. It there it's, it's either way. No one, I would say that, but that I, really I just learned these things. Sag. Yeah. 
And I would do them yeah. like how to, uh, you know, caramelize onions and peppers mm-hmm. and stuff. Like I just, I learned that from her just as a 14 year old kid waiting around after work while she, she did prep for the next day. Mm-hmm. And if prep, if the next day she was going to serve a three tiered coconut cake, you have to, you make that the night before, make that giant cake, put it in the, the, ready. the fridge. And yeah, in the morning, yeah. I've always personally, I always liked the colder cake. Me too. You know, I mean, it, it's okay. When do you, when do you come out of the, you just make it all fresh and it's kind of so kind of warm or at least room temperature. That's fine. But, but I cold prefer the cake. cold cake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she put it in the fridge. And so in the morning you take that out, anyone who wanted a piece, a giant, I mean, I'm talking, that's why I make three tiered cakes, a big three tiered slab of cake. You get coconut, a yeah, coconut icing. It was great. You know, and I learned that just from a lady who ran a, it, 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 her and her husband owned it. That's it. That's it. They were just two people who, who owned a place and made food and, Nothing special, nothing fancy. I, I doubt that she went to some kind of, you know, that she went to Johnson and Wales or something. She really I mean, learned from, you know, because that's that's a lot yeah. of things. But like people like my grandma, you know, they and they had to learn, my grandma especially, how they had their staples that they would buy from mm-hmm. the store once a month, but then they had their farm. And you have to learn how to make very little go a long way and how yeah. to substitute one thing for another. Exactly. And some of that says it's the best food you'll ever eat. You know, and we, we go shopping shopping in Aldi's and Aldi's is a, you know, they rarely have the same thing twice, yep. uh, you know, so a lot of cooking in general is, is improvisation. What I learned, the first thing I learned when I went to this uh, cooking, this, this vocational school was that, you know, cooking is improvisation, improvisational and it's just mm-hmm. mixing ingredients Yeah, and, and you know, put a little flair in there, but baking is a science. You're, you it are is. actively changing the chemical makeup of these ingredients mm-hmm. when you mix them together to make them you know, grow. Yeah, to make, to make the, the leavening agents activate yeah. and whatnot. Uh, so when it comes to cooking, really, we, we go to all these and I just, I know I have my staples I look for, you know, because we eat a certain diet, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it, if you're ever wondering, like, am I going to be a good cook? You know, can't, do I have it to mean to be a good cook? Go to a grocery store, especially a store with changing ingredients, uh, changing products, yes. you know, roll, products that are constantly rolling and just look around. And if, if the first thing you do is look around at that store and think, I can make this with that. I can make this with that. Mm-hmm. I can make this with that. Then you got it. You, everything yeah. you need is inside you right there because a, a cook will look at a bunch of crap right on this end cap and say, I've got dinner planned. You yeah. Know? And, and yeah. that's, that's what I do. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm exceptional in any way, but, but I'm kind I, of exceptional. I have, I've worked and I think I've worked enough as a, as a baker and in a kitchen to, to, to have a title of chef de patisserie. I, I would, yeah. I wouldn't turn it down. If someone were to say, Hey, you're a great pastry chef. I would just say thank you. And I would, I would let it be. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't debate that, but you know, if, if you want to cook, you know, if you, you have it in you, then you should cook. Yeah. Watch yeah. the bear. It really, it's, It'll it's, teach you it's, some it's fairly brief. It, it will is. teach you recipes. It will uh, make you have a panic. It, <laughs> it, it'll teach you what a working in a kitchen is like. If, you, if you're thinking I might get a job in a kitchen, it will teach you uh, the good and bad days of a kitchen. Mm-hmm. But like when they're succeeding, it feels good to watch them succeed. You know, it's one of those shows where you you get so invested in what they're doing, maybe because they're making food and mm-hmm. we, we all can relate to food. And we, you know, when, when they mess up something, uh, you know, first thought is like, oh, man, that was going to be such a good sandwich yep. you know, or something like that. Maybe that's where it comes from. But like it's eight episodes of them just like really trying really hard. And Carmi has moments where he he says later he, he wakes up in the middle of the night and mm-hmm. he's cooking. He's so shrug 
found out that he's cooking in his sleep. And I never had that. But uh, Sydney, his sous chef, will wake up and she'll start writing stuff about recipes. And, yep. she'll be, and that, I will tell you right now, is absolutely true. I would wake up and I would suddenly understand something that has been going wrong mm-hmm. and why. And I'll make, I'll make note or I'll wake up and I'll suddenly I'll want to make something and I'll note the recipe. That's how I would operate when I got strung out in a kitchen. I didn't lose it, you know. But you could. I mean, it's it's a place where you can very easily lose it. And uh, this show is so accurate, but it's it's like it's one of those things that, we, you know, when we do this show, we have a lot of things that we talk about or want to talk about. And as soon as I got done watching it, like I said, I had Amanda watch it and mm-hmm. she loved it. And I just felt so passionately about it that I started telling everybody. I really, I, I mean, you gotta uh, watch the bear. We have the uh, the other podcast going uh, here at the oh, yeah. library, and they were asking me if I like. It, it's about what you do when you're not alive. <laughs> it's about what you do this, in your off time. This, this, it's about this. But if you were, if you were to be a, you know, a, on the podcast, what do you do? And I said, well, I cook. And the, at first, they were like, well, you cook. You know, they didn't think much of it. But I said, well, you know, I, I cook and make vegan food. I make vegan baked goods. Uh, this, like I said, this cake wasn't vegan because I oh, so some things, you know, it's it's like you said with your grandmother, like some things when you when you want this to be perfect and like I know instinctively how many eggs I need, how to how to use them in the batter, uh, how do you, you know what buttermilk is going to do for the cake as opposed mm-hmm. to regular milk, what have you. So bam, right there, I just I just told my wife I don't want to get buttermilk. I'm just going to do it right, and I could have easily made it vegan, and I, I decided not to. I just wanted a tried and true, cake. and I wanted to make yeah, I, was, I wanted I wanted a good cake, and I wanted her to have what she wanted for her birthday, and I feel like I delivered that. Yeah, um, uh, I think but, they can deliver that. But you know, just do yeah. do what makes you happy, people. Absolutely. That's that's and that's what we're here for. We are here to make we, you happy. We are here to make you happy. We're here to give you. Some something fun to listen to and yeah, I would, so you're not like piss off about politics or politics. Uh, I mean what, I was I don't know I was I was sitting here Joe was, for that. Yeah. oh god yeah <laughs> you mean, be, if we could if you want to debate and, and kind of be mad at the same time go listen to Joe Rogan go listen to we're not here for that no I I was gonna give assignment to listeners, and I almost called them tartlets and titlets. <laughs> tartlets and titlets. I, I, I was thinking toasters said. and tartlets. I don't know why I thought about that. And well, when you said that, and then I was like, gosh, what did he say? And I just, I'm like, tartlets and I thought titlets. A no, D- tartlets that's how a DJ would say it. Toasters and tartlets. Yeah. Like, you know, they would say something kind of ridiculous, but it would make sense at the same time. But yeah. You know? So, toasters and tartlets, you should have emailed God dang it. You need to email, email us. us. Yeah. I haven't gotten one email, and I want to know. Do you add anything into your box cakes? How do you make your cake? What, yeah. What's your favorite? What, what's your comfort recipe? foods, like, people? Yeah, you know, uh, we'll try and make them. In all honesty, I, I I've told you this before, and I've I told my wife this in that I wanted I've always wanted to do like a little maybe a YouTube thing or whatever where I would record myself making a recipe, mm-hmm. like a cooking video, if you want to call it a cooking video. But you know, and I would we talk at the same time and mm-hmm. just uh, you know, but just make something fun that is easy. That other people can make, you know, yeah. and maybe I would do it uh, vegetarian so that people who are vegetarian out there uh, have new recipes, who have right? new recipes yeah. or if they don't have a lot of options or thinking, you know, what can I really do with tofu? I could be like, hey, you know, I make this from myself and my wife. Just watch me make it and I could talk and we can have fun. And, yeah. you know, so if, if you side project. Yeah. 
Well, but I would say if if you want if if you want to see something made or if you want uh, if you think it's a good idea or not or you know just yeah. email us let us know I mean yeah email De- please let us please. know we like I said we don't always know what we're going to talk about we just no. get here and usually have an idea well but generally but, by the end of us leaving our recording session as we're going home. It's we're like, what are we going to talk about next episode? We yeah. generally have it figured out as soon as we're done recording. For, yeah. for the most part, we've done it because the last time I was like, oh, we're going to do video games. I oh, just um, people out there. I, I know you're listening because we see analytics and yeah. I don't I don't study them, but I see like 15 new listeners or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, there's 15 people who are, you know, picking this up maybe for the first time. Yeah. And you I know, actually know that there, there should be no. Well, no, I know if they're new or regular. Oh, okay. Yeah. Shelby knows all this stuff because she pays more attention and does much more than I do. <laughs> I just sit here and make up stupid I things. Cry. And, I sit and cry. She cries about how much over the audio. I'm just like, oh, I'm never going to do this. Yeah, no, never, I know it's always like you know when you have a really tough homework assignment in the beginning, and you're like, I'm, f- <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to be able to get this done, and then. It just comes together. It just eventually it comes together. And maybe it's not like the most perfect thing in the world, like if you have a little bit more time. But I've learned that I cannot I cannot be OCD over this, that I have to just let certain things slide and just make it the best that I can. Because I could take one episode and literally work on it for a month. Well, you know, in, in you know, in, in that vein. Uh, we are just two librarians. We, the only, only thing we can really do here, yeah, is that we are we are living life and loving love, and we hope absolutely. that you are too. Yes, absolutely. That's all that we can do in this world. Yes. You know, at the end of the day, living life and loving love. And eating cake. 